0: Everybody, Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast, What's on Your Mind edition. Again, this week I've got Jason Bruno as my co-host and our guest this week is Rain Albertson. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing?
1: What's up?
2: I just lost my ass on a football bet. Never again. Fucking Nick oh. Saban can kiss my ass. <laughs>
0: Dude, Don't tell me you actually voted for our, our bet on Notre Dame.
2: No, no, I bet I bet on uh, Bama, but they didn't oh. cover
0: the spread. Uh, he <laughs> did. He did spread
1: better. I time thought I mean, it was just a straight up.
2: First time I ever bet, like through a real bookie or whatever, ever right. in my life. It's like Alabama's gonna fucking crush these idiots. No, right. Anyways, so yeah, that's where I'm nice. at. I've, nice. I've had a couple of cocktails. <laughs> nice.
0: Hey Bruno, if it's cool with you, I want to try something new tonight before we jump into the "What's on Your Mind" question. Um, so I want to do a giveaway. So everybody that listens to this podcast, there's going to be a secret code somewhere throughout the podcast. First person to message Bruno, Bruno's going to send you a Pain Assassin T-shirt. The secret passwords too. Okay, gentlemen, what's on your mind? <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: i did <laughs> okay fuck it i mean no, I, I, I was fight i was fight no I was fine. let's do
0: it i mean okay. that's a, all right that's well then, a that wasn't the sec- then that wasn't the secret code we'll do a secret code somewhere i'll throw it in so, um, all, right. all right so gentlemen what's on your mind what are we gonna talk about tonight
2: i should i was just listening to the other uh what's on your mind episode you guys did your first one just to kind of get an idea of how the i've never done a there's, I've never been a guest on anything like this, so I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm like Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's fine because nobody's this gonna see us. They're just gonna hear us, so they don't know where your where your fingers and hands are. So this cool. is a better communication. Like if I can see you talking, you can see me talking. You can see Alex. Oh, yeah. It's better right. to communicate. Yeah,
1: That's
3: and it, cool. it
0: it helps with everybody not talking over everybody, so you can actually hear it on the podcast too.
1: Nice. Yep. So yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have Rain on man because I know I know Rain has a lot on his mind. Oh, a Jesus. lot. <laughs> I
2: don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Hey, <laughs> I don't
1: want to hurt nobody's feelings, man.
2: <laughs> well, I'm I'm pretty unfiltered usually. I'm working on it.
0: My old hey, look, that's what that's this That's the pod- best part about you. Right. And this this podcast is kind of more of let's not be PC, but at the same time, I guess we still try to be somewhat oh, we don't want to hurt feelings, but we do want to express things. So, yeah,
2: that's gotcha. oh,
3: yeah. it.
0: So, uh, so yeah. I guess I would start off with a question to
1: Rain is uh, I, I saw it on on Billy's Billy ba- Billy Boggs's post is how do you really feel about people who make an announcement that they're not going <laughs> to be in a particular Facebook group anymore or not be on Facebook anymore?
2: Oh, dude, they just that's their last little bid for attention. They want they, they're very <laughs> self important people. They give themselves a reach around when they're <laughs> out of here.
0: I, I think <laughs> I saw the post that you guys are mentioning earlier today that that person mentioned they were yeah. done. Yeah, because so yeah, cool.
1: apparently every group on Facebook is nothing but bashing and all this well, other stuff.
2: i mean to be fair there's a the shit of course there is and it's and it's uh it's addictive and it's fucking it can be toxic man if it takes up your whole fucking day and you're in these especially you know a lot of the groups are repetitive a lot of them don't offer any fucking value like sure leave those groups if they're not offering nothing that's helping you better yourself or letting you help other people you see it all the time like this 101 is the fucking worst like jesus <laughs> people get torched in and some of them need to get torched but it's the it's the people that don't know shit that have the loudest voices and right. they the don't offer value and they're the ones that fuck it up for everybody else and make us all look like clowns right but I, there is the side of it
0: but i also think it's what you bring to the group right i mean if you go into any of these groups and you're just posting positive things and, and being positive or whatever. There's never an issue. But if you right. go into these groups and you're looking for, like you said, you know, it gets addictive with the negative comments and everything. And if you're looking for that that negative comment, you're like, oh, I'm gonna pop post negatively on it. And then it just draws attention and then you're just all day long just, yeah. you know, rebutting against somebody else that you guys are just banging heads against. So I think a lot of it's just What you bring to the group, too. Oh,
2: oh yeah, for sure. You got to choose what you put your energy into, and learn to tune out the bullshit and the idiots. That's that's the biggest part of it.
0: Right. Exactly. Like I like I told Jason, my motto for for this year: more shine and less shade. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, more shine, less shade. That's what the motto. Yeah, yeah. Less shade, more shine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We'll figure it out.
2: But and it's a fine line. It's hard for me because I.
1: I'm a biggest smart ass there is on listen, the man. From 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 somebody who's been in the military and you being in the military, we're we're kind of cut from a different cloth. Like brutal oh, yeah. honesty is like what we fucking were raised on in the military.
2: Exactly. Like we'll we we'll call each other fucking retards and then go buy yeah. each other a drink, and it's cool. <laughs> and you can't you do that shit to other some people and they're like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Why are you so aggressive? What is wrong? You know, like come. Take your fucking purse, set your purse down and relax. It's not <laughs> not that serious.
1: So it's, I love it, man. I fucking love it.
2: Yeah, I, I've been, it's crazy. Today's three-year mark of me retiring. I, I was in this shit for, you know, 24 years. I was, even now, after being out for three years, I still spent more of my life in the military than I have as a civilian. So I'm having still having to readjust how I address people and talk to them. And it's, it's, and it is it's caused friction, but at the same time, like I said, we can have a conversation. we can be direct and blunt, but once you see where our heart is and we know you know we're not trying to we just cut through the bullshit and get right to the chase. Right. yeah and, right. it's, and, and sometimes we do that and it rubs people the wrong way because it comes off as abrasive or whatever, but we're, you know, what what can you do?
0: And again, it's it's hard to it's hard to read a text. You well, know sure. what you know what comes off is you know one of the one of the best ones I think is um, I don't know if you guys ever saw it but the uh, the Key and Peel episode or sketch that they did where it was like you know the differences between text you know and one of them uh, I forget uh, so I think it was like Peel gets mad at Key over a text and you know he's like so do you want to go like talking to like to a club or something like that and and. And Key's like, yeah, I'll go. Let's go right now. And he's like, this motherfucker wants to start a fight. And and like, that's how it is. Like one of them is like being like, heck yeah, let's cool. Let's go. Let's hang out. Let's do whatever. And the other one's like, this asshole's like trying to fight me. So I think a lot of it too, if people don't know how to read what you're typing or they read it differently, then the whole um, message gets construed. And oh yeah, for sure. that can lead to all this negative banter back and forth, all because somebody just read what you said in the way that they felt that it was. And, oh and,
2: yeah, and people right. rarely read, people rarely read it in the same tone and inflection that you typed it or that you were mm-hmm. thinking of how someone's going to read it. It's
1: right, yeah, That's you got to like know the actual way. person and their personality to like right. actually, like. I know Rain's personality and I know when he says something like I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I just look at my phone and I laugh, you know, right. I don't go into that, but like, dude, this guy's a fucking dick. Yeah. And nah, it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't even like that. But I mean, it's also a lot of people on the, on the internet don't
0: want to be wrong.
3: Oh right. dude,
1: dude.
0: Listen, it doesn't, it's not even people on the internet. It's people in this industry. Yes. So, yeah. Every, I every detailer that. knows better than the next detailer, and you're yeah. not going to change their mind. And and you know. So, yeah. and,
2: and people have told me that they're like, "Oh, you don't you, you argue with people. You don't ever want to be wrong." I was like, "No, I'm arguing because I want to hear your side of the story or your your view of something, but I want to hear you fucking support it. Don't just right. throw some don't just throw some words at me with nothing to back it up. Yeah. Try, <laughs> I, I love fucking being wrong." Because when right. I was wrong, I fucking learned something. I'm yeah. right. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn shit to the day I die. That's the way I am. I'm very open-minded. I have this thing that it's like a motto or credo, whatever you want to call it. I absolutely don't believe in absolutes. Uh, There's so many different paths to take to get to the same end result,
3: especially exactly. in exactly like right. You
2: have, everybody's got their process, and like you said, that's where people's ego come in. They don't want to be wrong. They're like, oh, well, you. You fucking play the car before you put the iron remover on it. You're a fucking idiot. You're right. you know, you you're you're dumb, you're this, you're whatever, because your way is not my way. Right. And it's that shit is that's what's so toxic and a big problem in our industry. Like like you said, people don't want to be wrong and they don't they get so locked in. It's like they have fucking they, they have tunnel vision. This yeah. is the way I was taught, this is the way I'm gonna do it to the day I die. And they don't ever right. Want to listen to other ways that would could be better and could improve their efficiency and make them more money? That people right. we detailers get in their own way more than anybody else I know.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know that's one of the things. You know, a couple of different examples I can give is you know when Jason and I did the um, the first Pain Assassin hour or whatever with Marty. Um, you know, one of the things that Marty asked was like, "How do you guys do a car? Like, where do you start?" You know, and so Jason and I were very similar. We start higher up on the hood by the glass and work down and and kind of middle out. And Marty was kind of backwards from us if I remember correctly, right Jason? Like he started at the bottom, like towards the fender and kind of worked in and and, and up. Right. Um, and then even, you know, another example is talking with, with uh, Chris Kennedy last week um, you know, and he's got his daughter that works for him. And, you know, he, he mentioned that she'll tell him like, Hey, I've got a better way to do this and it's faster. And he's like, yeah, right. And she'll show him. And then he'll be like, shit, you're right. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, everybody's going to, to, to do it differently. Um, I mean, I guess the end goal is as long as you get that final result that pleases the customer who gives a shit if it pleases the the detailers online? They're not oh, the one yeah. paying for the service. The customer is exactly. So, you know, if you if you clay before you de decontaminate or iron, uh, the client doesn't care as long as the car looks great when they pick it up.
3: Yeah, you
2: know,
0: what does it matter? That's,
2: that, that was just an example I threw out there. I mean, no, I, yeah, always, no, I
0: know, but yeah, I
2: I, know. before
0: right, but, uh, right, and I know there's there's a million different ones. I mean, you know. Do the tops first before you do the sides. Some people like yeah. to do the sides before they do the top. You know, whatever. It,
2: at the end of the day, who fucking cares? <laughs> right,
0: right. There's a million and one ways to skin a cat, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, and I say who cares, but at the same time, like I said, keep your mind open to other ways of doing shit that if it improves your efficiency, who cares the way you did it for 10 years? People right. In every industry, there's apprentices and there's people that have learned bad habits and the wrong way of doing shit and they lock into it that and i think that like i said people get in their own way of improving their processes
0: right and i I was a lot like that when i was at the car wash and i was starting to learn this kind of paint correction stuff and i was like who needs a a da you know real men rotary everything because that's how we did at the car wash everything was rotary right you know and but then learning like, okay, yeah, like you can do it rotary, but a DA is a little bit safer and easier and, you know, can be quicker if you're using the right stuff. Um, yeah. Because then you're not having to go back and cut out all your holograms and micro-marring and everything like that from the rotary. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was the same way in the beginning. You know, it, it took me a little bit to, to understand it and and learn it. And then I changed up.
2: I started wasn't really detailing, but I, when I was in high school before I joined the military, my last year of high school I went to a and was I took an auto body class. You know, okay. I went, to, went to school for two or three periods, and then the rest of the afternoon I was at the at the bow tech, bow tech college doing body right. work and stuff. Then I have jobs in body shops, and the first time I ever buffed a car, I, that's Christopher Cormie's favorite word. Buff. Yeah. I, I buffed the <laughs> shit out of some cars, Chris. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> A uh, guy handed uh, a guy had called in sick, and a car had come out of the paint booth and out of the oven and it needed to be polished. And the guy hands me a fucking eighteen pound Makita two speed rotary, and so he would put some polish on this thing and polish his car out. And I was like, "All right, cool." I didn't want to tell him I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so I just went to fucking town. Right. And that, and like you said, that's all the fuck. That's all I knew. I didn't have no training. It was it was here. Take this and figure it out. Yeah. And that led to me really, me being in a body shop world, I knew a little bit about paint. I had got my hands into a little bit of everything. I was a prepper, I was a bodyman's helper. I worked in a paint shop. Uh, we had a guy that went on a cocaine bender one week and didn't show up and they wanted me to paint paint a whole car. I was like, nice. motherfucker, you're paying me 750 an hour. This is a 90, 1992. <laughs> you're paying me seven 750 an hour and I'm painting whole cars? We gotta talk about, you know, way <laughs> And it didn't work, it didn't line up. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gone. I went and joined the military. And that was that was that. But
1: wow. Was... <laughs> Dude, you did so you said you did twenty-four years, huh? Yeah, man. That's fucking amazing, bro. I if I joined now, I wouldn't last six months. I'd be gone. <laughs> well, why do you say that?
2: It was a different time back then. You I, I got away with a lot of shit that the PC culture that's taken over all the branches of the military now is not would not fucking work
1: and, well and- i could oh, definitely relate to that i mean that- i mean i know i i joined in 07 so i was kind of like in the middle of your era and the new era you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, so there was, was still kind of like the the non-politically correct shit going on especially in like basic training oh, where yeah. like if you weren't doing a push-up right you get kicked in the fucking ribs yeah. And now I guess they have these things called the fucking uh, those little stress cards yeah. <laughs> that you hold up and get too stressed out. And I'm sitting. Someone told me that shit. I'm like, you mean to tell me that you you are preparing for war? And. You pull out a fucking stress card because you're too stressed out. That shit don't fly in Afghanistan or Iraq.
2: Yeah, no. Once the mortars start coming, there's no fucking time you out. You can't
1: kind of pull it. up a card. It's a time out. Time out. <laughs>
2: nah, this isn't for me. I changed my mind.
1: But hey, I mean, congratulations on 24 years, bro. I mean, yeah. Even doing 20 years is is a is a good achievement. But shit, you just pulled out another four. Well, I
2: uh. I was a fucking I was a late bloomer because of early shit in my career. I didn't set myself up to, to yeah. you know, make make E8 or E9. I made E7 at like 19 years. And for me to retire with E7 pay, I had to do a service commit service commitment of another three years. So it took me past 20. And then, you know, every two years you do past 20 is another certain percentage on top of your retirement so i was like 24 and that was the higher tenure for e7 so like i said i when i first came in i was i was going to do four years and get out i was learning a trade i was doing a lot i was an electrician doing uh line work doing high voltage stuff loved my job wasn't crazy about the military and about how they were transitioning into the politically correct shit especially in the air force air force is like a corporation they were dude was I, fucking- I was deployed <laughs>
1: with the air force bro and it's and air it's force funny because and, we got dude. hazard pay and then they would get like hazard pay plus extra pay for their living uh, circumstances so to speak we lived in fucking tents
2: dude that's a fucking myth i no, it's I was, not the fucking it, medic it, told me <laughs> Yeah, the medic was blowing smoke up your ass. We had, when I, I was at Fob Calzoo in 07, when they were doing a troop surge, and all the army guys were looking at us fucking side-eyed as shit. Like they, they hated our fucking guts, bro. It was like 4,000 <laughs> army dudes and like 60, a 60-man Air Force team doing the, their do-do construction. We were building, uh, what the fuck are they called? Uh, tactical Operations Centers, TOCS. We were building TOCS and pouring concrete and shit. We worked our asses off. We worked 12, 16 hours a day.
1: What just happened? No, uh, we, I'm, just, I'm we just we lost bernard No, lost I'm him. still here. Yeah, I'm just okay. turning off my sounds, man.
2: Oh, okay. So we were there, and and we I talked to the army guys. I was like, "Why are y'all so you know? Y'all look like y'all are a little bit salty to us." Said, yeah, we know you guys are getting extra money for living in substandard living conditions. I was like. <laughs> I was like, no, the fuck, we're not, bro. We're getting the same three dollars and fifty cent a day you're getting. We don't get no extra fucking pay. Someone that that rumor has like transcended my whole career because everywhere we went, I've deployed with Marines, Navy, Seabees, fucking the Army, and they all were like, oh, you pansies get extra money because you got more like, job. I was like, where the fuck do y'all get this shit from? Y'all like manufacturers? Well, oh, I mean, I was told it.
1: So, oh yeah,
2: a, a lot of people were. It was it was crazy, and then. Yeah, yeah, that whole deployment was a trip, dude. I'm like, cause they were like I said, and we and we got we we earned their respect because they saw how much we busted our ass and they were right, they would, they would talk shit to us, and I'm like, we're in you know, like you guys don't go in the same place as we do. I was like, Where the fuck are we? Where are we having this conversation <laughs> right now? We're, 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 all of us are in the fucking SUNY triangle of death, motherfucker. We're we're not this isn't a hologram. We're all here, like stop it. But uh no, this shit was funny, but no, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally different time, dude. It was the only thing that kept me in was my work ethic. I love, cause I love doing my job. I'd go do the shit that other people wouldn't do. You know, part of our job, we were doing line work. You know, we were out, there'd be jobs where we couldn't get to with a bucket truck to work on transformers on poles. And I, people didn't like to climb. You know, they had the hooks that you see linemen wearing and people yeah. that work in tree service industry. <clears throat> I love climbing, dude. I was a fucking squirrel. So I go, I go climb even when we didn't have to, and I'd get in trouble for some dumb shit. And I, what, whatever. That's we could talk for hours about that. But my boss would back me up. and say, "This is one of the hardest working guys we got. Give him another chance. Give him another chance." When I left my first base, they they give you your uh your your file that's in uh in the orderly room. And my file was like a fucking phone book. I got written. Oh my out. god! <laughs> They're like, Jesus Christ, How the fuck are you still here? I was like, I don't know, man. Really. <laughs> I slipped through the cracks.
1: But Bro, then, I feel you, man. I feel you. But I got,
2: you know, I got married. I got married and had a kid, and then that changed. You know, I wanted to turn it into a career, and it was it was it, it was good, man. It, got, it got, gave me a lot of, a lot of opportunities I wouldn't
1: otherwise had. Got to see. A and now, yes, your, your son is in the air force, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he uh, he graduates basic training uh, Wednesday. 7th. That's awesome. You uh, going? I, I can't. Just, it's all fucking virtual because ah uh,
1: okay, yeah, that that is right. He's in uh San Antonio, correct? <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. And he'll be he'll find out what his job is on Monday, and then he goes to tech school.
1: He'll find yeah. out.
2: Yeah, they they a lot of them haven't found out what they're. their... they do not get to pick their jobs
1: like at Meps or anything.
2: Well, they pick a. a a broad field. It's not a specific job. Really? I mean, so they yeah, kind of yeah. do
1: what the Marines do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I did not know some, that. There's sometimes, like when I went in, I, I told him I wanted to be in ele- something electrical or electronics career field, something that would translate after the mi- military's, so, you know, a, a job, a, a trade I could learn and, and fall back smart. On. Smart. And I, and I told him to do the same thing. But the whatever, like I said, everything's, you know, fucking changed now. He's, in a more broad spec. it's just, it's mechanical.
3: Mm-hmm. Which,
2: he could be a aircraft maintenance guy, he could be a fucking motor pool guy working on vehicles in the motor pool, or he could be going HVAC. Mechanical covers so many things, It's yeah. they, haven't, they haven't narrowed it down yet, and it, I guess it all goes to, you know, whatever uh, career fields have shortages at the time that he graduates or is projected to graduate from tech school, so they'll yeah it's crazy he finds out Monday and then he graduates on on Wednesday
1: so now in in the army obviously we got to pick our jobs right off the rip we go to basic then we go to AIT and all that shit Uh, and I I don't know if there's a, a certain time that you have to do your job or commit to your job but are you in the air force are you guys allowed to switch MOS's
2: Yeah, uh, it's called cross training in the Air Force, and it's basically if you're what you want to cross train into, if that lines up with what the Air Force needs are as far as shortages in a career field or projected shortages, they'll do it. And what they've started doing lately, which I totally disagree with, is they call it vectoring. Like the if you're really good, you're not you're a standout troop. You're fucking all your performance reports are as high as they can get. You're you're kicking ass, and you'll get vectored into a career field that's outside of your main career field, like uh, like a drill instructor or a, a tech school. I uh, call it MTN, military training manager, stuff like that. Where they used to use volunteers, now basically they take the badasses in each career field. And like, okay, you're a superstar. We're gonna put you in this other career field, which to me. How, that doesn't reward any, that doesn't give anybody incentive to do well at the job. Like, oh, I love my job. Say like me, I was an electrician. I love fucking doing this shit. You're telling me I'm the best at it, so you're going to pull me out of it and do something else? I'm not going to have any motivation to do that shit because it's it's not something I volunteered or wanted to. I right. love where I'm at. I love what I'm doing. I'm excelling in it. Fucking promote me and let me guide the next people that are going to replace me in that career field. So that's that's, that's a part I don't like. But uh, yeah, they definitely have the opportunities to cross train and get into different career fields for sure
1: that's crazy it's crazy how much the military military has changed in just 10 years though i mean oh, i yeah. got out in 17 and and i'm hearing like stories about what goes on now and i'm like what yeah,
2: yeah it's nuts and my uh yeah it's crazy in the officer world is totally fucking different they live, in, I bet, they live dude. In, everything live an
1: officer in, touches
0: is fucked
2: they're in a different solar system
0: yeah. Mm. so what else you got Bruno? you're the one that's usually got all the topics what you ain't got nothing either shit i mean listen uh, i come
1: to this with one question what's on your mind <laughs> well all right hey rain are you a star wars fan
2: not like hardcore into it now but i mean do of you, course who doesn't like do you star watch wars? like
1: the mandalorian and any or anything i've just started
2: watching the mandalorian i'm like Three, three or four episodes into the first season, I haven't. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh, you got you got some good shit coming your way, man. I hope so
2: because I fell asleep in the first couple of episodes.
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I told Jason this. I the first season, I was I was excited for, uh, but to me the first season was like a <laughs> Star Wars, Dukes of Hazzard or A Team, or MacGyver. You know, he just go. <laughs> He just goes from town to town helping people, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of deal. You know, to me, that's what the first season was. Second season got way better.
2: That's all uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping for, jumping back into it and finishing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, training. That's some shit that's on my mind. I want. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, because def- you
1: you are now an official angel Angelax
0: trainer. Yeah. Master, right?
1: Master.
2: I don't know. I don't get into all the titles met <laughs> master trainer, what jerk off guy. I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. yeah, that, was,
3: uh, that,
2: that ended up working out just being in the right place at the right time and meeting the right people. I went to right. a, it was last year, last September or August, there was a angel wax training that uh, Auto Alley put on out in Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. ADG was there. Billy was there. First time meeting Billy. First time meeting Tommy Davis. And I was kind of, I had done some coding jobs and I was doing, I was kind of doing my own thing, but I was working with uh, Eric Klein here at Klein's Detailing here in Dayton. Right. Um, and I met with, like I said, I met Tommy and Billy. To me, I'm like, I'm, I'm new to the industry. These guys are like, they're fucking high ups. They're like celebrities, or whatever. I was a little starstruck, actually. And then, you know, we did the trainings, and they did their, their presentations or stuff in the in the classroom, at the shop. And then that night, we all went out to eat and had some drinks. I'm like, these—they were the most down-to-earth, real people you could ever meet. And I—I yeah. felt, you know, I, I was sitting there like, do I belong at this table right here? But then, when we hung out, the more we started, to, they're the most, like I said, they're real, they're genuine. What you see is what you get. And they were, it was Mm -hmm. cool shit. And so that led to, let's see, when was that? That was
1: that. Then we did Freedom Fest. And then uh, MTE.
2: MTE was dope dopest shit. Yeah, that's why I first
1: met you. Last
2: year, my first year at SEMA. And then my first MTE. And then the Angel Wax training. And then we did the Angel Wax Genesis when they launched the coding last December. And shit, I did a 2,800-mile road trip. On that, I drove from Ohio to, to Dallas. We did the training and I drove to New Orleans, coded a friend's car there. Then I went to Pensacola, Florida, coded another friend's car there, then up to Yeah, Georgia. you
1: you do travel a lot, man. Yeah. Cause I you, I see you always posting up, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm in you know Pensacola, and I'm like, bro, yeah. come down like a couple couple hours. That's the thing, Pensacola is not a couple hours
2: yeah it's not no it's like five yeah, yeah it's, it's and, and people, people, i had friends in uh that would go to florida and I'm like, hey bro i'm in orlando come see me i'm like bitch that's seven hours away <laughs> Like i gotta work tomorrow morning what the fuck are you talking about come see you yeah it, it, that part of florida the whole panhandle i and this i never called it real florida it's fucking lower alabama it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not real florida yeah it's a different time zone too yeah they're in central time zone yeah but you know, I was stationed there the last six years of my career. made a lot of friends, a lot of connections. And, uh, I go, a lot of people that retire stay in that area. So I got, like I said, I got a lot of, a lot of people down there. I'll go down there. I'll put out a little thing and say, Hey, I'll be in Pensacola from, you know, whatever dates, whatever date you want your car done, let me know. And every time I went down there, I'd have to turn people away. I was like, I could move down here and make some fucking money. Wow. Yep. But, uh, and that's the thing, every, every trip I go on, it's either friends or family members, and I, I'll, it, it's usually six or 800 or a thousand mile road trip, but I make them pay for themselves doing, doing cars. <clears throat> and
3: uh,
2: either do it and I make sure they have a garage or I'll use this everywhere I go to, is there's a base somewhere and all the, almost all the bases have an auto hobby shop where you can rent a bay for like five bucks an hour you have you know all the tools and you have an enclosed space and air compressors and everything you could need so it it works out right? Nice, it's really cool. That is My, cool i would love i want to go i want to I go, I fucking detail a car in every state one day that's that that'd be an awesome road trip
1: yeah it would so you said you wanted to talk about training and train was on your mind
2: yeah because it's like i said it was uh I had a bunch of stuff. Well, it's not just the trainings. It's the, like, the MTEs and the SEMAs getting people together outside of people you've only met on Facebook, you know, seen on YouTube, whatever. You meet them face-to-face. That shit is irreplaceable. And working yeah. working in a shop, like, when I first got to Dayton, we moved here from uh, Los Angeles. Our first two years, our first year and a half after I retired, I lived in Los Angeles because that's where my, my girlfriend was stationed. And From Los Angeles to Dayton, the very first weekend I was in Dayton, Eric was having an IGL class, a coding certification class at his shop. So I should be unloading my household goods. I was in fucking, I was in training the first weekend here in Dayton, (laughs) and and that was great. Like IGL was my first step into pro, you know, pro level codings or whatever. And what made me want to do that is when I was in LA, the car scene in LA, bro, was just. Fucking ridiculous people right. stupid money and there is this guy and his partner that they pulled up in i can't remember the name of the cars right now but it's an italian bodied car but it has a, a corvette ls7 motor in it and these two guys pull up these are there's like 10 of these cars in the country and these two guys have two of them and so i started talking to him because i had a, I have a corvette z too. we started talking about ls7s and cams and stuff and Got to know them real cool dudes these motherfuckers have part of a hangar rented out at lax for their cars they have like 50 cars wow i was like so and i was at a cars and coffee or a ferrari dealer car show they were doing a bunch of exotic cars and i approached them, i was like do you guys have a detailer that takes care of your stuff he's like actually we, we don't right now uh what can you offer i was like well tell me what you need i'm getting into doing coatings and stuff and at that point i was just doing uh what was i doing then should i done like i i tried everything all the consumer stuff and i was doing i did gloss i did optimum gloss code on a couple cars and i had done uh car pro with quartz in uk or is it was it uk back then
3: yeah
0: it still is
2: okay And, I, and I'd done that, and the first thing he had, and once we well, started talking about coatings, he's like, "Oh, that's something I'm definitely interested in." I started seeing dollar signs. He's like, "Do you offer a pro code, a pro grade coating, or is it just consumer stuff that anybody can buy?" And I was like, "Yikes!" Mm-hmm. So I lost potentially, you know, that big of a client because he was a little more well versed than the average, you know, car owner, and he knew the difference, or he thought he knew the difference between you know the consumer and the pro side. But he, you know, he kind of politely turned me down because I didn't have any pro grade certifications. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to let that happen again. Right. So I jumped in that training with Eric and ended up working at his shop with him a lot. And me and Eric became good friends. It, it worked out pretty good. And shit, where was I going with that? I've had too much to drink. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so that started my pro Coding journey, I guess. And then right. the only thing about with IGL was there's a couple of Kenzo guys in the area, and they wouldn't, you know, they don't just give out Kenzo certifications to anybody. Contrary to popular belief, I guess that depends on the area you're in. Yeah, but, it right.
1: definitely depends on the area you're in.
2: Well, anyways, I didn't have access to Kenzo, so I needed something higher than Course Plus. And then that's mm-hmm. when the tommy thing worked out and they launched genesis and i was just blown away with genesis and still am this shit's great so i started offering genesis as my top coding and i was doing it everywhere i was traveling everywhere and doing i was doing i did cars in florida and virginia and everywhere in between and they were looking for more trainers and i was like man i'd love to do that shit. that's you know i did it in the military if you get any kind of rank in the military you end up being. You know, a supervisor and you're in charge of training programs then i did uh also in the military they made a big thing about motorcycle safety so i became a motorcycle safety coach was teaching people to learn how to ride motorcycles because these kids were i'm sure you saw it in the army too these kids would go d- deploy for six months or a year come back with a stack of cash they go buy a crotch rocket and they take off not knowing how to ride a bike they get fucking killed or hurt real bad you know so the Army, actually, when I was at, I was stationed at Pope inside of Fort Bragg, and Fort Bragg actually paid for a bunch of people to get trained to be motorcycle safety coaches, teaching people how to ride bikes. That shit was cool. Met a ton of cool people in the Army there. All the, what's crazy about, I know I'm all over the place. I sound like Kanye West on acid, but
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Army cats that were in the training class Ninety percent of them were like seventh group guys, like special special forces. Yeah, well, yeah, you had brag. Yeah, I did. And they were the most chilled out, relaxed, humble people you ever dude, meet. Dude, absolutely. The the ones the fucking there was <clears throat> one guy, this goofy fat dude that must have slipped through the cracks. He was a supply guy or something. He talked the, <laughs> most, he, he talked the most shit out of anybody. And he was giving me shit one day about, because I had a crotch, ride, I have a Jixxer 750 and he had a Harley, but it was a Sportster and it was the right. lowest like entry-level Harley you could ever get. And he was talking shit about my little crotch rocket. And I was like, what are you riding? He's like, oh, an 888 Sportster. I was like, does your fucking husband ride?" <laughs> <You know, like>, and <laughs> I was sporting his ass every time he opened his mouth, he was asking for it. And I made a lot of friends with the special ops guys because they were just the most understated Coolest laid back people in the world. You'd never know you were standing somebody that was a fucking door kicker in Iraq. You know, they were it was I gained a lot of respect for them doing that. Oh, dude,
1: for sure, man. Shit, I got my I got my combat infantry badge uh when I was linked up with fifth group, man. And the same experience, dude. <clears throat> like they are the most humblest dudes you could ever imagine. And I oh, couldn't yeah. believe it. Cause I was like thinking, you know, these guys are gonna come off like who the fuck is this infantry fuck trying to come with us? Nah, man, they opened up, opened arms, man. Like we, we yeah. want you guys. And I was a designated marksman. So they used me a lot more than their own guys, which to me, I felt fucking awesome as shit. You know, oh, having yeah, to be up on a mountaintop and just having their, uh, having their six basically. And they, they're special forces guys. I'm, I'm just an infantry guy. Like I didn't go through the same training. They did some similar, but not everything. Right. Uh, and for them to just be like, Hey, you know, you want to come on this mission with us We need a We need a marksman. And I was like, yeah, man. Y- y- well, yes. yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I, I totally agree, man. They're definitely uh humble dudes.
2: Yeah, man. I was like, you said, it's completely opposite of what you expect. It is. Cause it's like, there's four people, four or five of them and they could, you know, take out 37 people if they wanted to everybody in the fucking cafeteria or whatever but you'd never know that they were that's what their profession was they were
3: they
2: and it's were, it,
1: that kind of correlates into into our industry as well because if you look at like some of the guys that you know we consider to be like the elite guys they're not out, out there just yapping off in the wind and everything they're 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 the humble guys as well
2: yeah uh, hey what this was a saying the lion doesn't have to tell everybody else in the jungle that he's the fucking lion
3: yeah
0: right
2: everybody knows and
0: and that's right. the thing.
2: it you and can there's, tell. A lot
0: of, there's a lot of those guys that you never even hear from i mean they don't post anything they don't say anything yeah, but they're sure. they're quietly just watching hanging out yeah,
2: yeah. And, and that's the thing like i said the the people with the lowest amount to offer have the loudest voices, especially when you start talk, talking about online and all the groups and stuff, and in social media, they, the people that pound their chest the hardest do the least. Yep. But uh, but going back to that, like the 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 training and the motorcycle safety foundation thing, and I'm also a NRA uh, firearms instructor, so teaching people at a very basic level and teaching to a group of people that you don't know what their skill set is teaching to the common denominator that's something that's always come natural to me and it's been i guess refined and i've honed it doing those other things to where you know talking to tommy about the training thing it was just it it just works out
1: so have you done a training yet
2: uh yeah i've done a couple of individual trainings with eric and i got a couple lined up uh, a couple guys on the east coast pennsylvania and uh, new hampshire rhode island area that want to do it but uh, big big groups now. We haven't been able to this year just because of COVID and all the different states' travel restrictions and shit. That's yeah, right. He's,
0: shit he's starting. Happen. He's starting to line those up now, though, isn't he? I think. I think I saw Tommy post something that they yeah, got their um, first
2: March. First in March in Vegas will be the first big yeah. group for the year, and then uh, we've talked about doing one in Chicago. I don't know how many people is going to be there. Illinois kind of all over the place with their COVID restrictions. The shit changes weekly. But yeah, uh, March for sure in Vegas. And I don't know of any other big group trains that we've lined up yet, but we're, we're working on it. Basically kind of see how... Two two things tie to that. One's obviously the COVID shit in the different states' uh, travel restrictions, but we also got a new president taking over here this month. We're going to see what he does with... Whatever his ideas of getting us back to normal are, which yeah, we'll we'll save that for another. Well, I mean, hey,
1: look on the bright side, we got six hundred dollars.
2: Hey, everything's great.
1: <laughs> Fuck, I got I got my shit today. I checked my I, I, I
2: didn't I checked last night and around midnight and I didn't have shit yet, but we'll, we'll see. Thanks thanks a lot. Six hundred covers everything. Yeah, no
1: shit. I looked at my bank account and I was like, oh. Cause I get my disability check on the last day of every month. Yeah. And I looked at it and I'm like, huh? And I got excited for a second I of like, did my fucking rating go up for some reason or something? Or, <laughs> and then I looked at where the $600 came from. and I was like, Oh man. Okay. Fuck.
2: Nice. 2000 would have been nice, but still. Oh dude.
0: The, Shit.
2: It, it's fucking turtle face, Mitch McConnell, that cocksucker.
0: They they could have given us a lot more for what they're giving everybody else. No oh,
2: shit. It's a slap in the face, dude. Like seven hundred billion billion. Yeah. Seven hundred billion dollars to other I, countries.
0: I heard that uh I saw somebody's talking and, and they had like the the report or whatever. Um apparently Congress snuck in a twenty-five million dollar uh pay raise for for Congress, they, they, just, oh, they needed an extra 50-something thousand dollars a year. And
2: some, yeah. I don't understand how the worst of them have been in office for 30 and 40 years. Right. Like, like, who keeps voting, the voting for them, right? Uh, right. Yeah. We focus so much on who's in Pennsylvania Avenue, and nobody, nobody will vote these sons of bitches out of office that are actually... Having impacts on our lives and deciding where money goes and shit. Damn. Where our, money goes. they're just giving us our money back. I mean, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, right. It, I, it's I just got an early tax refund.
2: Yeah, that's it. It's it's a slap in the face, man. It's it's disgusting. And I hear I used to be the same way. Used to be like, you know, we need term limits. We need term limits. And a couple of my friends were like, we have term limits. It's called elections every two and four years. Right. Go vote these motherfuckers out of office. Right. We have the we have the power, but we can't. Stop arguing over, you know, the
1: effect But some of these politicians are sneaky. Like, uh, what's that chick's name? AOC. That chick, she's oh, sneaky geez. as fuck, dude. Because oh, her district is so small and it's primarily Hispanics. So, you know, where where she gets her votes from in that tiny area, you know, and she's Hispanic as well. Majority of her votes come from mainly everybody. So she yeah. just gets in basically just. She's like a shoe in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she's like I said, we talked about low effort people having the loudest voices. She's brand new, but she's everybody knows who she is because she's right. Always yapping about something, whether she's knowledgeable about it or not.
0: Yeah.
2: You can work for chemical guys. What the fuck?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I say that. Oops.
1: Oh, hey, you know what? Fuck it. So Uh, so so with 2021 it's 2021 now and and everybody is like you know making resolutions and i say that with quotations and i find that fucking complete bullshit you know the whole new year new me type thing i think it's bullshit oh yeah and, and i'm pretty sure you you can agree with that with seeing all the fucking oh it's a new year i'm gonna make a new leaf and it only lasts about fucking two or three months and then you're right back to the fucking same dickhead you've been the whole fucking year oh, yeah. Previous.
2: Yeah, I'm going the opposite way. In new Year, I'm gonna go back to the old me. <laughs> start, start rattling. Yeah, so that them.
1: you can get even more unfiltered, is what you're saying?
2: <laughs> it's a possibility.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Put on your seatbelt, boys.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I made a new New Year's resolution. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna bail out of all the detailing groups on Facebook. Oh, are you gonna <laughs> announce it to everybody? <laughs>
2: I told Billy on the Billy's post earlier, I was like, when we're not at an airport, you don't gotta announce your fucking departure. Just fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that's exactly why I asked that in the beginning, dude. Cause I saw that comment and I just was laughing. Because it's true. Just I mean, who go. the fuck are you really impacting? Like seriously. If you leave my group, it's not gonna hurt my feelings. It's not gonna change anything. Yeah. So why even announce it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Stop it. It's a, a big virtue signal. Like you're you're more important in your own mind than you are in anybody else's people that do that shit.
0: Exactly. Yep. I'm just I'm just gonna stay in pain assassins and be a thorn in Aronox's side.
2: No, that those those battles are fucking awesome, dude. People that <laughs> people that, don't know, people Listen, that don't know you you missed story. You you missed.
0: You missed. You might have missed, or no? You didn't miss it. You you actually commented on it. The one on my personal page last night with him and my mom.
3: Oh my god, that was hilarious.
0: (laughs) I
1: didn't even know it was his mom either, so I asked Alex. I'm like, "Who's this lady?" Because obviously, (laughs) has the same last name. And he goes, "That's my mom." And then Knox goes, "Oh shit!"
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought, dude, I about spit my fucking drink out. The fucking Alex giving noxie props and being you know <laughs> he says, fuck that you. You. and being nice and shit and fucking here comes fucking noxie with his that's what, fuck you
0: <laughs> that's what my mom said my mom goes I thought you guys were friends and I was like eh, it's just nox being nox <laughs> nox felt bad and deleted his comment because my mom was like I went back and I didn't see his comment did he delete it I'm like no he didn't and so I, yeah I called Noxie a pussy for deleting his comment. He's like, Oh, I didn't want to be disrespectful. I'm like, Bro, you, 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 that ship sailed as soon as you hit send. Like, oh, you know, you might as well crazy. just left the comment. It didn't hurt anybody's feelings.
2: That's so, fucking
1: gold.
0: Yeah. The well, funny part is that you, Alex and his mom were laughing about it. So yeah, now yeah. Alex's <laughs> mom thinks Noxie <laughs> is a pussy too. <laughs> we had a good old laugh about it. <laughs>
2: That's fucking great. You gotta get your mom to troll Noxie now.
1: That would be fucking epic. <laughs> Please, dude. Please. That'd be the best epic. That would be the best thing to start 2021 is to have Alex Russell's mom troll Noxie. Where's the color?
0: Maybe I'll I'll tell her to friend request them and just parade him. That'd be fucking great. Now, that's, sure.
2: one, that's that's one person i would like to i talked about trains they do it was it called uh, the Gloss university or whatever yeah.
0: <laughs> they yeah. did it
2: at the, the ring brothers place in wisconsin back in was it august or september and i wanted to go but i had already booked something else i was doing something else somewhere in north carolina or something and i'd finally figured it out where i could make it to both by the time I'd figured out all the logistics, the class had filled up. That's yeah. That's when I definitely would like to to go check out. Yeah, that
0: was that was a good one because um uh David, David P, he's he's that gloss university is him. Um Patterson David Patterson from uh Lake okay. Country. Um, okay. it's 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 him and uh, I can't remember if it's him solely or him and somebody else. So they they brought in Noxie um as like a guest speaker teacher or whatever um okay. and uh i think kind of the same thing with jason um Otternus.
3: yep From, they brought
0: um, him Chicago, in to, to yeah to talk about some stuff um but yeah that that would have been a really good one to go to i kind of wanted to go to that one but it didn't work out financially for me to be able to do it
2: yeah it was definitely something that's on my radar for this year hopefully they're able to do some more shit like that. And yeah. I'm sure they will. It's just, just a matter of getting the timing and logistics down. Speaking of that, uh, MTE this year, is it, you think it's really going to happen? Because I remember SEMA, SEMA was adamant. They were over, oh, well, SEMA's going to happen. SEMA's going to happen. And then, like two or three weeks before, you are like, eh, well, maybe not.
0: Listen, it's Florida. We ain't closing shit down here. But oh, at I the know. same time, I, so I think MTE will happen. My projection is, I don't think any of the big enough companies are going to come to it yeah to, to maybe bring people right because i mean I, igl's not coming rag companies not coming angel wax isn't coming yeah. um, billy said they're not coming um i know i looked at the like the little schematic that they have out mm-hmm. auto geek's gonna be there but i mean it's a it's a Two hour drive from Auto Geek, you know, so that's not a big right. deal for them. Um, I think it said PNS was going to be there, Sonax is going to be there, I think Ceramic Pro is going to be there. Um, and there was a couple of other ones, but there was a lot that hadn't filled in yet. Um, yeah. But that was probably a month ago. I haven't checked it since. So, but I would imagine that people, if they were going to come or companies were going to come, they would have had already booked it right you know way previous so i don't know i'm i'm a little bummed if it doesn't i mean thankfully i'm only 40 minutes away so if i drive down there and it's absolute nothing i can just turn around and come back right. home it's not a big deal for yeah. me um i haven't even bought my ticket yet neither have I.
2: I i i was ready to ready to book it and get the room and everything and i was like i started asking around and like joel from igl said yeah we're not going and Tommy yeah. said, "Going." it's like is anybody going to be there because it's it's a, it's a it's a little bit of a haul
1: yeah. I still might go just because uh, with the lack of companies that are going to be there obviously there's going to be a lack of an audience but the people who are there I think it would be a good opportunity to get uh, if you want to talk to somebody right? you'll have yeah. the opportunity to do it yeah. because it's not going to be a lot of noise Right.
0: Yeah, and hopefully not- a lot of people still will. I mean, right. I, I, you know, even if they're not like coming with companies, like I know um, Brian Guy with Swiss backs, I mean, of course, he lives here in Orlando. So why wouldn't he go? Right. So he's not going as Swiss Vax. He never he never does. He never has a tent or, you know, a booth or whatever as Swiss Vax. But he's always there and he's walking around talking to people. Um, so I think there's, you know, might be a lot of people that maybe just do that. You know, maybe they don't come as a company, but maybe they pop up as you know, an individual. yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it will be something like that. But again, who knows?
2: Yeah, it's they like said it's less of the industry people, is more of the. I mean, it's less of the industry names yeah. as far as companies, as more of the people that you go for those things to, and that's. Right. That's that's probably the best thing I did last year. Yeah. I can't say last year anymore because it's 2021. 2019, the best thing I did was going to the to the trade shows, SEMA and the MTEs and
3: yeah. the
2: stuff out at uh because Auto was they were supposed to do a bunch of more train bunch more trainings. And it's it's all kind of stuff, all kind of representation out there, and it's for very little money put out. It's it was really good and right. uh Freedom Fest was another good one. I did that in uh, Pennsylvania last year. This uh, that was yeah, that was last end of February first part of March and that was a yeah. that was a good time meeting just meeting the people and hanging out and like you said meeting the people that you only know on Facebook or whatever. Right. That's how, ideas.
0: Right, that's how MTE was last year for 2020. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I I don't think I hardly stopped by any booths really. It was yeah. running into you know, everybody from, from the group. And that's, that's where I, I, you know, it kind of sucks. I feel a little disappointed if MTE this year kind of doesn't pop off because I've gone now the last like three years or four years and every year, it seems like not necessarily more companies are coming. I mean, they kind of are, but MTE is starting to attract more detailers actually coming and yeah. i'm meeting more and more like bigger groups as the years go on so i was really excited for this year because i was like man after last year like last year was so awesome i met a bunch of people networked with a bunch of people like i thought this year was just going to be like amazing right like great so yeah and,
2: and after the fucking shit everybody needs it man everybody needs to get the fuck out of their house and go meet up with the fucking homies right. and break some bread and have some drinks that would be great
0: yeah you know i I think a lot of it and i can't remember if jason if it was you and i that i was talking about with you know i I think a lot of it has to do with not necessarily um maybe the companies saying yes or no i'm sure the companies want to come but maybe when they get back to wherever their home state is it might cause them to quarantine for longer because they've come to Florida. And of course, yeah. we are just, you know, we're Florida. Like, you know, you can't- We are the United States middle finger. Right, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't wear masks down here. We don't give a shit, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, so when you go back home, you know, oh, you went to Florida? No, go sit, go sit your ass down for a while because, yeah. you know. So it could be that, you know, who knows. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I, really
2: like I, went, I went to, fucking, I went to, was it three weeks ago? I went to Florida for a few days and then went down to Columbia with a buddy of mine for, yeah, I for saw five that. That dope. dude. Columbia is amazing. It was, I'm bad, dude. We had a blast. And because they, they had just went to, uh, they called phase four where they were pretty much everything was open, right? And still had the social distance, still had to wear the mask, and they. They actually had a pretty good handle on shit. They do shit there that I hadn't seen even in the states. before.
0: everybody's I'm, got a better handle on it than we do.
2: Oh yeah, we don't. We can't. Except, except we can't we're agree. here in
0: Florida. Our governor. <laughs> yeah, man. Santos. Oh, it killed oh, that me. Guy. Spring break.
2: I was like, surely they're gonna shut it down in spring break. He's like,
0: ah, we're open. Come on in. Nope. <laughs>
2: Take some fucking penicillin before you get here.
0: Listen, he understands. He's not shutting down the economy. He knows that we have to survive. And oh. and and I mean, a lot dude, this is
1: this can- is Florida's big money year, right? The Super Bowl is going to be ten minutes from my house this year. Okay, okay. and they're going to have fans at the Super Bowl. It's not full capacity. I say I think they're doing like thirty percent capacity for the Super Bowl. That's yeah, still a lot. True. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, that's so good. A lot of money.
1: So it's a big year for fucking Florida, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they don't. Florida doesn't care about your feelings or your...
1: <laughs> or no, we sure don't. <laughs> we sure don't. <laughs> but that's... Maybe that's why we get, like, a lot of the drama in the industry is,
0: like, you know,
1: located in Florida. Maybe.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I I the other thing I thought, too, was MTE... You know, and, and, and it's nothing against MTE, but I, I think MTE had the potential to really be big this year because there was no SEMA. Like I thought, yeah. you know, listen, MTE is happening. Every company that didn't go to SEMA and had a new product that they couldn't properly launch, to me, oh, I yeah. felt like they needed to come to MTE. Yeah. They needed to be here. They needed to blow it up and, and have MTE be the SEMA. For sure oh and everybody
2: oh there's two lines of thinking i mean they told us back in like april or may that there would be another surge during the fall yeah and it happened and i was expecting it to be dying down by now but it doesn't seem to be the case yeah. when it's when, when is it, it's like february 5th and 6th or something like that yeah it's like the end of the first week yeah, of february. first
0: first week or second week or something like that
2: yeah you would say i think everybody kind of figured we would be a lot further along
0: Oh well, were I think we, we really supposed are. to flatten the curve like seven months ago? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing.
2: We could have, if everybody did the same shit for the same amount of time with the same guidelines, the same restrictions. I think we would have been a lot better off. If we had all these everybody doing their own thing.
0: You had Florida <laughs> out here
2: opened up running. <laughs> yeah. But but at the on the other on the flip side of that, this shit's not going anywhere for a while. I I think and i'm not a fucking scientist or a doctor or anything but i think there's two kinds of people people that have had covid or people that are going to get covid it's it, the shit is here it's going to be here for a while, while it's listen it,
1: it, i'm it, gonna i'm it, gonna let me interject real quick because i am a firm believer of this and i know rain since you've been overseas you get the fucking anthrax shot you get the smallpox shot Yeah. i'm telling you right fucking now cuz that that lasts around like 10 years i've had i really years. believe that with those two shots that i got i am fucking immune to fucking oh, COVID. Dude, i've said that a thousand times
2: okay <laughs> between the 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 initial anthrax and all the boosters and all the deployments that yeah. have on i've had i lost track of somewhere 12 or 13 fucking anthrax shots i could eat a bowl of Jeez. COVID for breakfast and i'm gonna shit it out by lunch it's gone yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no fucking lie right there bro i'm telling you
2: But yeah, it's this shit's crazy, man. It's it's crazy what some of these governors throw against the wall as a fix. Like Mm -hmm. uh, bars are closing at ten, curfew at twelve. Like, what are you doing? You're not. It's such a small percentage of people that are at a bar from ten to twelve. You're not curbing or helping shit by doing that. You're just making shit up to make yourself feel. I don't know what they're motivation is it's to give people a sense of comfort and safety i guess that hey we're doing this we we, we implemented these restrictions but how do you quantify whether it's doing any good or not you can't it's no. fucking crazy
0: no it's i mean i i think it's going to replace the flu i think you're right it's either you're going to get it or, or you've already got it yeah and well- look at flu
2: results they're not even tracking the flu this
1: year
0: no of course not because it's not making headlines nobody cares about the flu
1: no i mean people die from the flu but yeah i mean i i dude i'm not a conspiracy theorist (laughs) whatsoever but this covid19 shit is fishy as fuck to me man
2: well it's a real thing and everybody acknowledges it's a real thing but I, I, like you said, there's so much bullshit attached to it. Right. Because the people – let's talk about the World Health Organization. Like these are the doctors of the whole fucking earth, the whole planet. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, Their right. guidance and what they told people to do or not to do changed five or six times. And part of that, okay, it's a novel virus. This shit's new. They're learning. They're adapting. You have to adjust. Part of that I get. But they're like you said, there's a big part of it that is just a bunch of bullshit.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's it sucks. There's no trustworthy place to turn to. Me, yeah, the that's, that's the
1: biggest thing, dude. Yeah. But there's where do there's you, doubt everywhere.
2: Where do you get your information from? And what yeah. is that with that source of information? What they're saying now, I can show you something they said that contradicts it 180 degrees that they posted just two or three months ago
0: right so, right.
2: People, so people don't know what the fuck to do
0: yeah just it's crazy um, man no.
1: yeah i know we're past yeah. christmas and i know i know both of y'all takes on it and we're we gonna talk
0: it. about this again
1: yeah just <laughs> the last time this is the last time
0: it's until a fucking Christmas movie. Get over
1: it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen.
0: I'm gonna every time Bruno brings us up from now on. I'm muting his. I'm muting him. <laughs> so we can't talk about it anymore. It's
1: the last time until you know next December, and I get trolled for a whole fucking month. You <laughs> love it.
2: Yes, it's a Christmas movie. I don't care um, if there's no fucking Santa Claus. It's still a Christmas movie.
1: Can we agree and say that it's an action movie?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's an yeah. action Christmas movie. Yeah, I never said it <laughs> wasn't an action movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, I kind of get where you're coming from, but at the same time, like you, technically you could say that uh, Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie. It happened around Christmas time. It did. So there you go. Where's, what's your take on that one, Bruno? Lethal Weapon, Christmas movie or no? Oh,
1: no, come on. That's that's a reach. I can uh, see I can see how Die Hard could be one, and you know I'm still gonna stand on Die my Die Hard leaf. took place but, on Christmas Eve. But as soon as you start bringing other fucking movies and be like, oh, it's a Christmas movie because of this, nah, man. Don't even bring that, like *Lethal Weapon* into this shit. I'll agree. *Lethal
2: Weapon* is a big. It's a big reach, but funny nonetheless.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. But So the code is Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Of
2: the
0: bitch. <laughs> You're gonna make him reward someone for saying that.
2: That's fucking genius I'm and so a dick a move at the same time. Uh, I love it. Oh. <laughs> Bruno's gonna fucking delete his fucking every social media account he has for next him...
1: I can't wait to see who who messes me first. <laughs> I watch. And some one
0: of y'all motherfuckers and be like, "Yo, go Mr. it right now." Just no, to I'm not gonna say shit. Listen, if somebody somebody's made it an hour and six minutes so far, they deserve.
2: Hell yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: Deserve. Yeah, yeah.
2: We've been all over the place too.
0: We talked about everything. Yeah, this is this has been a crazy. What's on your mind? We, yeah. Oh, well, that's the point. No, no, it, it, it is. It is. I mean, this is exactly. It's like a Joe Rogan esque. Exactly. I mean, Man, it's, it's what's on your mind. And like I've said in the beginning, it doesn't go. Oh, yo, to...
1: Can you show your shirt?
0: It doesn't who me? Yeah, you. I can see
1: his. He's wearing angel wax.
2: Oh, the Noxy. Ooh, that shit's sexy. Ooh, we shirt.
0: <laughs>
2: that's awesome.
0: If you buy one of these, all proceeds go to gingervitis, which is the fight to disc- for discrimination against gingers. <laughs> I am joking. That was a South Park. That was a South Park joke if nobody got it. I think it was like back in season seven or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No so clue
2: that we, had, what else you
0: are can't, we gonna talk
2: about? You can't wear that out in the sun for too long You're burst into flames like that. That's other true.
0: <laughs> 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 It'll start getting melanoma spots all over it. <laughs> I want Rain. How do you feel about our industry?
1: Like truthfully? Uh I felt I feel a lot
2: different about it after meeting a lot of the people in person than I did just being online trying to learn as much as I could when I first started getting back into like seriously getting into paint correction and just the the in-person stuff is a hundred times more valuable than anything you can watch on YouTube or learn from people online like going to the i didn't start an official business when i was in california because california is fucking crazy with regulations and rules and shit i did shit right. you know, under the radar and through my girlfriend's work people and people that i met at car shows and cars and coffee i did some jobs out there and i, and I was just learning mm-hmm. so i didn't want to i wasn't going to go charge people crazy money for shit that I'm basically experimenting on their cars with. But what was awesome about being out there when I got into it was McGuire's headquarters is in Irvine, California. It's like 45 minutes from Los Angeles. And every Thursday night, they have an open garage type thing. It's free. You go down there, you're like, hey, I'm doing this in my car. I'm, on, I'm in the middle of this process. i having this problem. They pull your car into their fucking garage, and they, you know, give you different options, different pads. Obviously, it's all McGuire stuff, right. but it was cool as shit because it was a, it was free, and b, they gave you, they they bought pizza for everybody that showed up and drinks all on the house, and then they had some uh, uh, advanced classes on Saturdays, like one Saturday a month from like March to October, and it was some of it was wet sanding and rotary uh, training. And I'm working with. Um, That's when I first met Michael Stoops and Nick Wynn, all the guys at McGuire's. Dude, it was fucking awesome. I loved it. But this is McGuire's. They've been in the car care business for over a hundred years. Yeah. They can't. You can't wash a car at their facility because of water runoff laws in California. Yeah. Could not. I was blown away. I was like, "Well, let's wash this car." They're like, "Yeah, we can't do that." <laughs> like, yeah. you couldn't wash a fucking car at the mcguire's headquarters like this is this is their whole fucking purpose in life right watch (laughs) cars and keep them shiny and clean and you couldn't do it there that was fucking insane but shit like that i learned more in like two or three hours on a thursday night than i did fucking around on my own trying to experiment with shit that i was you know shown on a video or whatever and so that part like i said it's Oh the industry, like I said, I've been I've been blessed to be in, in the right place at the right time and met some great people in the but time. You also,
1: but you can see what's going on, I mean, from the outside. Um, as an outside guy,
2: new coming in, there's so much toxic shit because of people's egos. And it's it's at every level. It's at it's at the 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 guys that watch a video or they get attached to some. You know, some YouTuber or influencer or whatever, and they they'll get on and just parrot and repeat everything that that person has told them, whether it makes sense or works in a shop environment or not.
3: Right. This, you know,
2: it's a guy working in his garage, and he's hammering some new dude that's asking a question. He's like, "Oh, you got to do it this way with this product,
0: this, or you're a fucking idiot." That part, that well, Bruno, that, Bruno, that Bruno part. had something. Bruno had something like that the other day, where you're dusty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so the guy, the somebody
1: told- somebody was like, you know, I really want to get a compound that that doesn't dust and I said, well, it doesn't really exist. It's going to dust one way or another whether whether it's minimal or a lot. I mean, the compound sure. is is going to dust and somebody was like, well, it's all about like technique or or something. I don't know what the fuck. I can't remember. It was like, I I've, I've gotten compounds not the dust and I was like okay so w- tell me what was your technique you know if, if if your technique can help me not get compounds of dust I definitely want to fucking know I mean honestly I don't give a shit about dusting I mean I know it's part of the fucking process it's, right. it's part of the game and he comes back and you know he basically retracted what he said and was like oh you know
0: like you're not gonna get 100% dust
1: you just re-
0: basically no no no, hang on, hang on. He didn't retract it. He contradicted himself. Yeah, he contradicted he, himself. He said you're gonna dust. Yeah. And it's like
1: And what? then I just basically responded. I was like, "Well, you just basically said what I just said." So Right. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah. I double talk and backpedaling and shit. And it's again, right.
0: well, it's again, it's it's like what you said, Rain. He was probably just parrot talking something that somebody told him. Mhm and then and then when bruno said well what's your technique he didn't know how to respond to it and then he started just rambling
3: yeah
2: that that's 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 a big problem another problem i have without calling out any names or companies or anything is you got a lot of reps for companies that if you have a problem with their product and you dr- you bring it up the their first automatic default response is you did something wrong with your process yep. you did this or that and, and it's okay tell me what I did wrong this is my steps well you did this wrong or you it, it's nothing specific that's helpful it's just a. It, to me it's like a dismissive thing and, and I see him right. it. people that have been doing this shit for a lot longer than I have yeah. and it's like acknowledge that maybe there's something you can fix or some way you can fucking help. Yeah. Don't just dis- dismiss the person's problems right off the bat that, and that happens way too much.
1: It you does. know, who's really good about that. A company that's really good about that. And I, I love them for it. Not only are their products good, but fine lab is, is very good with uh, their problem solving and stuff. Cause I've heard people, when they came out with a new version of, of their uh, uh, heal, their heal, their healing coding. And uh, you know, they, there was a lot of details were having uh, flashing issues and stuff, so you know instead of you know blaming it on the detailer themselves, they they went back to the drawing board and and did it all over again, took the shit off the shelves and redid That's it. Awesome.
2: I've, I've and heard i I respect things. them one
1: hundred percent for that. That's awesome. I've heard similar things from
2: finally They're they're pretty just they're solid all the, fun. Yeah, they're they. Uh, I forgot what it was. Uh, it was Jordan Wells, I think. He he. That's and, who
1: was I was talking to about it was Jordan, because yeah. he was Jordan, telling me he was having the flash issues.
2: Yeah, and he's told me a bunch of stuff about because me and Jordan have talked a couple times for like hours on the phone when yep. I was first having issues with stuff. He he helped me out a lot. A lot of guys help, have helped me a lot. They, I, I, you know, I say the bad part of it is the people that are dismissive and just tell you you're you're doing this shit wrong or you don't know how to do the product or whatever. I've had people from IGL. When i first started with them i was having issues with courts on the job and uh, i posted up in the igl group and chris seaton like called me on the phone he stopped what he was doing at a shop he's like dude try this 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 and this and he like walked me through this through the steps like i was basically on the phone with him all day on and off back and forth texting and, and calling he's helped out a lot core has been a huge help so like i said it's kind of a mixed bag with what i see in the industry because a lot of the people i've met and been able to talk to have been fucking awesome dude like yeah. it's
0: that, that. that chris is chris is amazing he helped me out um one of my clients owns a, a um, an aerial lift company and i was trying to talk to him about coding all the aerial lifts with eclipse and you know i didn't have enough information at the time i posted up in the group Eaton was the first one to message me. Um, you know, he, he gave me a call and then went so far as to actually call the manager of the aerial lift company that, that my client who owns told me, hey, you know, talk with my manager. Chris called him and said, look, this is the spiel. And if you want to do it, we'll run it through Alex. Alex will be your guy. I can't, you know, thank chris enough for yeah. for helping me out with that um, he's
2: a real solid dude man he yeah. he was at, he was at uh that first igl training i went to at, at eric Klein's shop and i learned a lot from him just the two days i was there like he showed me some sh- shit that i've passed on to other people like we had a uh helper after eric closed his shop and went down to Eastside auto spot down in cincinnati another guy was working with brian raby yeah. he's running the shop now i've worked with both of them and one of the guys in there, well, Seaton taught me, he's like, cause we were just, a lot of people it was their first time messing with the coating at all. And Chris's thing was he could get the most vehicles out of a bottle than anybody oh, yeah. else.
3: He yeah. can
2: stretch the coating out, you know, more than anybody else. And I was like, so how do you do it? What's your trick? He's like, a lot of people waste product by reapplying it over areas you've already got coating on. He's like, quit coating with your eyes and coat with your hands. And he would like, you see, you know, obviously the biggest issue with coatings is, is your lighting. You can't really tell every square inch of the car is done unless you look at it from seven different angles. Right. It's like you don't have to quit wasting your time, turn your head seven different ways. Take your glove, your hand, your gloved hand, run your finger over that part of the car that you're getting ready to put coating on. Is it wet? Does your finger drag or, or dry? you can tell if the panel's wet or dry and already has coating on it i was like it was a big light bulb went off yeah right and i told that to the other guy because he was helping us out he did the interior details and uh the, the exterior cleaning and prepping for me and brian to, to correct and coat but he would also do the wheels as i was like, "Dude, when you get well, you know an intricate wheel like this that's you know 30 spokes or whatever if you don't have a light on it you're not you're gonna miss some spots check it with your finger before you know before you get ready to level make sure you you've got that little nook because it's you know it's like a black powder coated wheel or whatever right. that one little spot that's what's going to draw the customer's eye to it they're going to see the part that you didn't get yeah and and he came back and told me he's like dude that helped me so much so that that part of it is really fucking cool and that's that's right. why i love i'd love to go around the whole like i said i'd love to coat a car or detail a car in right. every state and the country and work with as many people as i can because those those little tips that you pick up, you put them in your own tool bag to use for yep. your own processes yeah. and make your more
0: efficient. And and Chris is another one of those guys that you don't see a lot from. You know, he's not he's not out banging his chest or whatever. I mean, he posts up when he needs to or comments on something when somebody's asking, and and then like that's it. Like he's like back in the shadows, kind kind of thing, you
3: know. <laughs> He's helped
0: me out when I was working on something soft EMP. Hang on. Are you covering your microphone? Oh, yeah, probably. Is that better? No.
3: How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cormie's reached out and helped me out a lot, too.
2: Same thing. I posted something in
3: the group, and he's like,
2: dude, what's your phone number? He's messaged me on Facebook and then called me and texted me, whatever. It's so I, I see both sides of it, and I try to try to focus on the positive and drive my energy towards that. And I'm trying to get away from the just so much white noise and bullshit, yeah. so much negativity. And like I said, it's 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 people that don't really know or haven't experienced a lot that are trying to give people advice and are and are bashing people for the way they do shit. Like that's just stop
0: yeah more shine and less shade yeah more shine less shade i like it i'm rock with that. that that that's what i said when he first per- said uh, you
1: know he said he saw what did you see that at the baby gap or some shit no it,
0: no but it was in like the the the, the young girls section of uh jc pennies or something <laughs> we, were, we were walking we were walking through and, and I, it just happened to catch my eye it was like on one of those racks like right on the aisle as we were walking by. Um,
1: nice. It. it goes definitely with our industry,
0: especially with yeah. the shine part, man. So yeah, old, yeah. We, might, we might have to put that on a t-shirt, I don't know, man. You can put it on a t-shirt. Oh, uh, so it's not good enough for paint assassins I see. How it
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying do your own thing. Like, dude, this is your idea. There's no need to slap my shit on it.
0: Yeah, but I'm I want to share with you. All right, I appreciate it. <laughs> I told you, man. I got that fifteen dollars, man. I'm I'm buying. Pain assassins. That's right, know you, you bought into Pain Assassins. This 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 podcast has, has earned me fifteen dollars. I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm 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 redistributing the wealth.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Well, another thing I see is we know we talked a little bit about it, and y'all's thing when you were talking about oberk and how like a year and a half ago that was the big thing that blew yeah. up and then everybody had to have it and then it kind of dies out dude that that part at that kind of transcends from detailing that's that's fucking everybody everybody's attention span, everybody's attention span is crazy short everybody's a fucking like goldfish
1: drunk-
2: what the fuck has just happened jinx
1: <laughs> yeah no that's the second time that happened dude when me and rain were talking right i was like well, what time works for you? I said we usually start at eight, and literally at the same time. How's eight? I was yeah. like, perfect. No, yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though. You're right about that because in our industry, whatever comes out is the newest thing, and everybody gravitates toward that. And everybody's saying, "Oh, well, that's the best thing," and they forget about the other stuff that that is still good. Yeah. And don't even give it any more any thought anymore. And I said yeah. this to Alex in a couple podcasts ago and it's ironic still that i got it from a slipknot song where they say you know new does not mean best and old does not mean dead yeah exactly And i'm like bro that's fucking perfect and it but, it, it definitely transcends in our industry because like you said people forgot about Albert and how good it is just because somebody decided to do their own mixture and blend of something and then come out with something
0: well, I don't, right. I don't think that, I don't think people forgot about Oberk, but, it, but it's definitely doesn't seem like it's front page news anymore, you know, because oh, yeah. I, I haven't forgot about it. I still use it. Right. You know, I love their pads. I, I, I order, when I order pads from them, I order 10 at a time because it's not like, you know, car pros half a mile from me. So if I want to go over there and order one pad to get me through today and it go order another pad tomorrow, if I wanted to, I could, but, but, um, you know so I don't necessarily think that oh Burke's kind of forgotten about, but it's definitely not front page news anymore. yeah,
2: yeah. Like, and like and there's good good and bad in that because I mean everybody wants progress, everybody wants right. something that's gonna make their process better or work better or less dust or whatever. But and I was guilty of it when I first got into it too. I had, mm-hmm. I, I, had right. I had a wholesale account at uh, detailed image before i ever charged a person for detail work on their car i was at the top tier of the, of the fucking wholesale thing cuz i was trying everything cuz I, I was new and i was like oh let me see that there. oh look at this new right. shiny thing i'm going to try that i'm going to try this and part of it was cuz i was new and i was trying to find what works for me and how i how i work and what i was doing but you got to get to a point where you i mean you could spend thousands of dollars every year trying new shit right but it doesn't mean every new thing and, and that's the thing i've gotten back i'm like i got us have got enough experience with enough different products i know what works with certain paint, paint systems or certain scenarios yeah. or whatever and and that was the great thing about me working at a shop with with first with eric and then with brian is between the three of us we all had our own shit that we we liked and what we worked with and we you know we dabbled in what the other one had and we'd always check each other's work like hey I, I did i did this panel with this pad this machine this product and then they would try something else and it worked faster and better and got the car out quicker so we would adopt that for that kind of paint, and it's, that's a good thing right. but it can, it can be a big fucking rabbit hole that I think a lot of detailers go down chasing the latest, greatest, what's, you know, what's the best this, the best that or whatever. Right. And the, and the thing is, there's so many good products out there. Like there's, God, there's a ton of stuff that's good. Like right. I've tried, I think the most recent thing I've been impressed with was uh, the Koch Kemi compound. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tried, we had a Camaro come in. It was a 67 or 68 Camaro. It was a mod. Guy was going to a car show and some track events and, or so he's going on LS LSFs and he, we only had one day with the car and he was picking up the next day and he just wanted it cleaned up, but it was, the paint was fucking hammered. Like it was swirl city. So we talked him into, I was like, well, let's, let us at least do a one-step correction on this and we'll put a one-year coating on. And he let us do that. And I tried, I literally tried like seven different compounds. To see what got the most defects out but also finished down to where it'd be acceptable to put a coating on it and it would look good in pictures and shit and i tried everything and the cock i forgot the numbers at h 9 they're hard their hardest hitting compound yeah. that with whatever pad i was using it was it, for that paint it worked fantastic and right. i never would have even known to try it hadn't i not been at a shop where because Brian loves, he he has a ton of stuff. He has everything you can think of. His his amount of products he has and he's tried and tested is just is massive. You can there's if he don't have it, it don't exist pretty much. So <laughs> it's it's a that part was good because we found a combo that worked. But like I said, it's it's a for a one man show, it's a really expensive rabbit hole to go down.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> But. I try to keep my compounds and polishes small, and Bruno keeps yelling at me about that I got to try more stuff. But
2: oh, you <sighs> got you got something that works for everything that comes through your shop. <clears throat> Golden.
1: <coughs> Listen, I was just happy enough that he that he liked perfect finish, so I'm okay <laughs> now. Yeah.
2: Oh, dude, somebody. I forgot, and this is the difference between me three years ago and me now. There was a guy singing that you know, somebody was asking about you know, what polish does everybody use? What, what finish and polish does everybody use? And like 80% of the people were talking about perfect finish because it's fucking perfect. It works great. And this one guy was like, yeah, you can't use perfect finish if you're doing a coating. You're going to have coating failure after. And I was like, Fuck are you talking about bro he's like i do this every day i coat so many cars a week or a year and dah, 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 dah. i've had them come back the ones that we use perfect finish on it leaves oils and fillers and it it does this and it doesn't let the coating fully bond to the car i was like nah dude that's that's does
1: the, he fir- not the do first a panel person. wipe?
2: yeah you're the first person that's ever said that i was like if you're doing a proper proper panel wipe your, your goal you can use whatever the fuck you want you can polish carpet, fuck toothpaste and vaseline i don't give a shit <laughs> <If> you, remove, <laughs> you, you remove all that shit with your panel wipe if you're fucking decon and prepping it right the whatever you use to correct the paint has no bearing on coating bonding or longevity is that like, oh, and that's when he just went off the fucking rails you don't know what you're talking about you're a hack you're this and i was just like I just turned off notifications. I was like, "You have at it, bro. Keep thinking what you want to think."
0: Right, right. You know.
3: right.
2: Just it's crazy the shit that people come up with in their heads. It's not based in science or facts or anything that makes sense or is
1: reasonable. Just didn't you know that every detailer has a degree in chemistry? <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs>
1: That's something that
2: I want to learn more of. Is I know what works on this paint. I know if I get a, if I'm gonna coat my girlfriend's Nissan Maxima, I have Mm -hmm. a fucking, I have something I know that's gonna work. I can go to it right away Mm -hmm. and it's gonna do what I want it to do. I wanna know why. Yeah. I wanna know what's making these things interact with each other. Like, especially with the biggest thing I see, not the biggest thing, but one of the things I see now, people talk about is, like, oh, what's the best strip wash? I'm like, it doesn't fucking exist. Gone! You're you're not gonna wash a car and wash a coating, or wash a a sealant that's bonded to the paint. There's no such thing as a strip wash. It's not. So dawn does not work. Uh, No, sure it does.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Out of here. (laughs) If you wash it 37 times a day for a week, you might make a dent, but you're just leaving other surfactants and shit on the paint that's masking the hydrophobics. Whatever is on there is still fucking there. I tried it. I. That debate, and I was like, oh, I went and washed because I had like at one point on my my car, every panel was had a different last step product on it, different wax or sealant or glaze or coating, and the hood had this sealant on, and I washed it with Dawn like three times, and it kind of flattened the hydrophobics. Well, then I took a panel wipe and wiped down the hood, boom, beads are back. back. Dawn didn't do shit. Right.
0: but see, that's where I think a lot of people don't understand, and so they'll do that, and then the water goes flat, and they're like, "Oh, it washed off," and even yeah. with a coating, right? So, so one of the one of the first IGL coatings I ever did um, before I got Kenzo was was uh, quartz floss, and I had a client <clears throat> that I did his car. And like, not even two weeks later, he calls me up and he's like, man, he's like, I don't know about your coating." And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I've had cars coated before. And when I wash them, like they super hydrophobic, they beat up and he goes, this one went flat. And I was like, well, that's weird. And of course it was, you know, first time using, um, IGL for the most part, I, I had, I had done maybe three or four cars with it, but I was still relatively new, um, so I talked with, this was when Pavel was still kind of like, and good with IGL. And I talked with Pavel and Pavel's like, listen, bring it back. You need to wash it and see what happens. Um, so I, I did that. He comes back. I washed it. All the hydrophobics come right back, like no problem. So come to find out he was using Griot's wash and wax. Well, then talking mm-hmm. with Pavel, Pavel's like well the wash and wax the wax is sealing the ceramic up, it's so clogging it up. At any beating or whatever um so you know that's that's something that you know I didn't know but had I seen it this wash just took this coating completely off this coating's garbage um, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is there's a lot of things out there that will seal up a ceramic because yeah. it's breathable and then it leaves it flat and 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 doesn't bead right or sheet right. And then they think that they quote unquote wash the ceramic off with... Oh, ceramic. Right.
2: There's a lot of that. A lot of people that think that way. I mean, you brought up a good point. Something I wanted to ask you guys about or something I want to learn more about is... I've always, you always heard like i said i was in the paint paint and bodywork industry for a while and it's always been once a car comes out of the paint booth you have to wait you know 60 to 90 days before you can put a wax or a ceiling or a coating on it and then uh it was in the uh the realm of coatings group which is really good group yeah they're just super smart people in there
3: right. one guy
2: was talking about he's like well coatings are gas permeable so they'll let A a paint job that's come out of of the oven that's been been baked, you can put the coating on right immediately. And everybody was like, "Wrong, no way, that's fucking wrong." You got to (laughs) wait so such such amount of days. And then he started talking about coatings being gas permeable, and I was like, "Fuck, does that mean?" (laughs) So I was—that's the shit I want to dive into
0: and And, learn about. And I've heard plenty of people say that too. But the rule of thumb is. It's still better to wait that 30 days because oh, yeah. because it's a brand new paint job. And what's gonna happen is even if you put a coating on it and it and it's you know permeates the gas and it still allows for for curing and gas outgassing and all that stuff. If something happens to the paint, the painter's gonna be like, Oh, well, your ceramic guy put ceramic on it, it's not supposed to have anything on it, and then you're yeah. on the hook. Well,
1: here's the paint. thing too. If you're gonna put a ceramic coating on a car, you're gonna polish it one way or another. Right, yeah. Right. whether if you do a fucking cut and polish or if you just do a regular polish, right? You don't polish a a, a car that comes right out of, the, out of the oven. It still has needs time to cure. You're gonna put heat back into that, and you could, you know, potentially damage the paint job. Right. So, I mean, like like Alex said, you know, the rule of thumb, 30, 60 days, whatever. Yeah. I still will always wait regardless because. I don't want to mess up somebody's paint job. Oh yeah. Been,
2: and that, and I, that's I've a thing told, too I think cuz I'm sorry, go ahead that's.
0: No, no, I was going to say I I've even told clients that, you know, I prefer to wait 30 days even if they've told me like, "Hey, my painter bakes it." You yeah. know, I still tell them like, "Look, let's just wait 30 days just to be on the safe side because again, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's cover your own ass, right?" Yeah, oh, absolutely.
2: Well, you got two things going on, and while the paint's curing, now you put a coating on that we all know takes days or weeks to fully cure. So that yeah. you're you got two things off gassing at the same time, and I, that's and I and I've heard conflicting mindsets about the the baking and cutting of paint too. Like a lot of shops, if they they'll paint the car, they'll bake it, and then it, they'll pull it out and they denib it and buff out their the buff out of fresh paint, like the day after it came out of the booth. Right. And I've heard right. that once it's been baked and cut, you can, you can go ahead and coat it because it's already been that top layer has already been cut down. There's no more off gassing. But right. again, for every t- person that says that you got two other people t- saying something that contradicts it and it's hard to know That's, what.
1: That our industries between the auto body guys and the detailing guys they need to like almost come together man we're two peas in a pod basically absolutely i will i will take a painter's word over somebody who created a ceramic coating and that's no disrespect to the person who created ceramic coating they might be a smart fucking chemist and i'll give them that all day but the guy who's actually doing the job and painting the car they know more about painting a car than a guy who's creating a coating
2: yeah For, for sure and I agree. There, there needs to be a, a crossover somewhere where they're every, to get everybody on the same page.
0: Absolutely, man, right. for real. Well, oh man, and I'm having a brain fart. Um, yeah. I think Chris Kennedy last week. Uh, I think he had a great point of, um, and it might have been it might have been the question of enhancements or or corrections, you know. And he he oh, was Lord. talking about it wasn't you remember it no i'm i don't like that word that's oh, all i know you
3: don't i know you don't
0: whatever we can get into that next but but he was saying that the way that auto body guys or painter guys think of what we do as detailing is is more of an enhancement versus a correction compared to like right. what yeah what i remember he, what he said yeah, because he was yeah. saying
1: they the, the auto body guys, what he said, he thought, you know, what they consider correction is wet sanding and buffing. And that's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we consider correction like a plethora of things. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: I, I, yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you, you're going with on that one, Alex. Yeah. But yeah. But but again, you know, like that's that's just the misconception is, you know, they they don't fully know what we're doing. And, and we fully don't know what they're doing right exactly
1: and that's where we need to like get a connection you know what i'm saying so i mean shit look at mte we we're bunked up with the pdr guys yeah <laughs> so I, I think there needs to be like a another kind of show like that where you know Pain Audubon- assassins
0: <laughs> expo. <laughs> expo
1: 22 yeah, exactly. It needs to be 2020. <laughs> Dude, my 21 plate is fucking full.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. 2022 Pain Assassins Expo. Auto body slash detailing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I need uh, I need a lot of uh, endorsement <laughs> for that. Let's get Aaron Knox throw his name on it. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> is he ever going to do an episode at all?
0: No. Nah no <laughs> I, just I'd, I'd, like to say, I'd like to i'd like to think that when i get bored of this or people stop listening to it that he will come on and do my last episode like i'll have to beg him beg him beg him <laughs> but even then i don't know that he would do it he's crazy busy huh? no he's just no he just old. wants to be a dick to alex yeah, this is the, okay, so we're going to trans, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to shift this, this will be shit on Noxy segment here. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's just an asshole. Um, he actually was supposed to be on, he was, he was supposed to be on episode 10 of season, season one, one. one Yeah, with Levi Gates and David Patterson um, about trainings, because uh, why not? Aaron Knox is one of the great trainers in this industry. Yeah and um, he, he had some some things come up about an hour beforehand um, so he couldn't be on it. But that was the one time that I thought for sure I was gonna get him on other than that. Um, <clears throat> I don't even ask. I know, I know he's gonna tell me no. I think he listens to them. I don't think he listens to all of them. I think he picks and chooses which ones he wants to listen to because he <laughs> has made a few comments. Yeah, you know, he's kind of a dick for not listening to all of them. <laughs> a true friend would look. Li- you know, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have my mom friend request him and then troll him about not listening to my podcast.
2: <laughs> How many times are you gonna dodge my son? What the fuck are you doing?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's a good boy, Alex. Is you should really get on the show.
0: Listen, be what's it gonna take you? Do I gotta send you ten dollars to be on this show?
2: <laughs> like the grandma I'll give you a check yeah. for twelve dollars for your birthday every year when you're fucking thirty-seven years old?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Rain, talk some shit about Noxy. Let's hear. Let's let's hear your negative thoughts about Knox.
2: I can't. I've never <laughs> met him. I'm want Just make to it up. up.
0: Just say something negative about him.
2: Oh man!
0: Who cares if you've ever met him or not? <laughs>
2: I was, he's one of the shops I want to work with I want to go around working people's shops no, I shit on
0: him. Never Listen, he'll still he'll let you go he throws a trash can at you if you go yep. to the shop you don't want to go there did he really throw a fucking trash can
2: at you he sure did <laughs> <laughs> sure
0: did
2: and you want me to shit on him I think he's kind of my fucking hero right
0: now <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he. I think he purposely messed up a couple of times because I think he threw it at I me mean, like three times to get the perfect take He's like, no, that one wasn't good enough. Let's do it again. Like, come on, come on. Get back he's over like, there. Throw, throw a trash can at me?
2: Stop flinching, pussy, take <laughs> the trash can <laughs> to the face. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great.
1: Yeah, I just can't stand his red hair. It's too fucking. It's too fucking red. Yeah. <laughs> he's too bright. You need to, you need to tone it down a bit. Can you imagine, like Aaron Knox with like brown hair? no no He's he would look even more uglier than he is now <laughs>
2: oh shit
3: <clears throat> jeez
2: noxie if you do listen to this this was a trap i didn't know this was coming sorry.
0: <laughs> bullshit you said you listened to the other one we we started this from the get-go
2: oh yeah y'all got y'all's own Little fucking grumpy old men thing going on. Back and forth. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious.
1: Listen, Aaron Knox is scared of Alex Russell's mother. So
2: <laughs> she didn't make him delete his comment. That's, yeah. that's That's the only criticism I have right now. Like, kind of bitched out on, on the old lady.
0: I know, went, man. Even I was went,
2: surprised. She went back to giving him some smoke and he'd already deleted his shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's. That's kind of suspect. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, we love you, Noxy, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how did that work? Did you were just on a road trip and decided to stop by the shop? Or was it a planned visit or what?
0: Oh, Bruno can tell you that shit was planned for months. So I knew for a while that months. he was going to
1: Atlanta. Because he yeah. had his uh, his daughter's cheer competition in yeah. Atlanta. So he's like, "Yo, as as, I'm not even telling Noxy I'm going, but as soon as, I'm gonna as soon go as live on down, Facebook and go pull up right to his shop, and it worked perfect because as soon as he pulled, Noxy's watching his live, and he fucking pans out and it says Red's Detailing Company. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> fucking great.
0: And he comes running outside, dude. That was that was the hardest, I think, secret to kind of keep because I I was like, man, what if he's not there?" Because his shop is like 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. So when we got to Atlanta, I had to I had to take the Uber from downtown to a shop in and Marietta. And and it was like a god, it was like a 20-minute one-way or twenty dollar one-way Uber ride. I was like, if this motherfucker's not there, like I just wasted be like twenty 40, bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks because I'd have to pay it to go back. <laughs> go back yeah. and, uh, and I was like, man, should I like text him? Just like, hey man, you got the shop or, you know, and then the other thing was like, like the other thought was like, okay, he's there, but he's going to be way too busy to talk to me. And it's gonna be like five minutes. Of like, Hey dude, thanks for stopping in. Fucking get your ass out. Um, you know? So there was like all this shit. I was like, should I tell him? Should I tell him? Should I tell him? And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to tell him um so man we got it we got into atlanta at like i think noon and we went went to the hotel dropped the wife and kid off and i told the uber guy i was like just hang on a minute i'm gonna help unload bags and you and i are going here and he was like all right and uh so i think i got to noxies like a little bit before one o'clock by the time all this had happened and um dude he just he stopped working for the whole day um I mean, I was, I was there until about five o'clock and probably would have stayed longer had Michelle not called me and been like, Hey, uh, are you planning on coming back so we can go to dinner? Um, <laughs> she's like, you're about 30 minutes away. And with, and this was a Friday, she's like Friday oh, yeah. traffic going into Atlanta is oh, probably going to take you like an hour plus to get here. Yeah. And and, Noxy, and I was like, nah, and actually like, yeah, dude, you're looking at over an hour to get back to where you're going so i was like well shit i guess I gotta wrap it up um but yeah man i mean he was he was super gracious um dude i mean we just you know like i like i said in that post i mean the the little bit of information that he gave me to help me do better did it definitely nice. worked. it definitely worked for for 2020 to make me more profitable because you know jason and jason and noxy actually kind of laughed about it i i i thought i was having such a great year because we we did so much more money than we did previously but when i went back and looked at it i only did 24 ceramics for the whole year
2: okay my
0: my biggest ticket item i only did 24 of and and we still managed to do ten thousand dollars over what i did the year before and and i totally attribute that to that little bit of information that noxy gave me do a little bit of this here do a little bit of that there you know every little bit that you can kind of add on because there was easily another forty thousand dollars plus on what i consider to be bullshit work washing waxes or washing sealants because i don't do wax but but washing sealants hyper polishes you know at $500 a pop or 600 bucks a pop you know and I never like looking back would have been like holy shit we did that much money on like quote-unquote bullshit work but apparently I did because I didn't do that much in ceramics so it, it definitely made a difference that's um, awesome yeah so apparently I, I I had a great year, but it wasn't as busy, I guess, as what I thought that I had because of the money we were doing, because I don't really keep track of what I do. You know, I mean, I have a, I have a planner or whatever I write down, you know, for, to schedule work. So I don't like double schedule myself. Um, but that's one of the things I'm going to try and do this year is I'm actually going to try to like List every, not only not only when I take the appointment, but list the job, list what what the, the price of the job is, and keep track of like what I did weekly, what I did monthly for the whole year. So then I can go back and actually see like okay, if I didn't sell a lot of coatings, where did I make the, you know what did I sell to make this money up kind of thing? So that I know what are my 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 eat next best things to try and sell so oh, yeah. but yeah that's, uh, that's good no i was gonna say that's that's pretty much what happened i mean i you know i got to spend a nice day with them and um you know and, and 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 just had a blast i mean he was, he was great to hang out with that's awesome yeah
2: and, that, and that's what I, I keep going back to is working in the shop with eric and then with brian because when i came here to Ohio i was going to start my own business and do my own thing and doing the igl certification was the first step in that and then eric asked me while we were at the training he's like yo if you want to i need someone that can correct paint and coat cars you want a job you got one and uh shortly after that him and brian linked up and basically all of this area in dayton brian and eric had this shit locked down like it was if you went into any car group and asked like who do i need to go to get a detail brian and eric was you know mentioned a hundred times and i got to work with both of them and trying to crack into that the market that's already on lockdown i would have done i could have done maybe you know a car a week or something or every other week and i'd have been all right because it's supplemental income to me i got my retirement pay i got my disability pay but i wanted to do I wanted to dive deeper into it and do my have my own shit and swallowing my pride was the best thing i could have done because it opened up i I got to put my hands on so many cars and learn so much and perfect my craft working on the volume and seeing how shit works in a shop versus you know doing it in my own garage it was because it it was when they linked up when brian and eric linked up i was I told both of them. I was like, dude, I was I was in my feelings a little bit. I was like, I was supposed to come work for you, you, but now you two are linked up. You haven't got the whole fucking city on lockdown. It's going to be hard for me to get in. And I was, you know, under the impression I was going to have a job. But I deleted my Facebook. I I deactivated my Facebook for like a four-day weekend. We went out of town. I started thinking about it. I was like, this is a fucking business move. It's that anybody would make, you know. And so they, Eric had something at a shop. He had a, uh, I forgot what it was. He had a kind like, of food truck or something like a little customer appreciation thing. I showed up. It's like, let me see the shop, man. And talk to them. And I've worked on it the, whenever they got super busy where it was stuff they the two of them couldn't do. I'd go in and help out. And I've learned so fucking much. And I actually, right. like I said, me and Eric are good friends now. i friends with Brian. And it's opened up so many other doors for me. Just by me getting out of my own way and getting out of my own damn feelings, because so, like I said, I was—I was like, this is bullshit, blah blah blah. I was mad, but then I had to got a little introspective and started thinking about the from their perspective and from a business perspective, what makes sense. And I would have, you know, I'd have cut my own throat by letting my emotions rule how I viewed it and how I pursued. A relationship with them because like i said building that and, and i tell people all the time now like i don't see other detailers as my my competition i see it as it's a business opportunity it's a it's a partnership opportunity right. if you, if you throw our fucking egos away get out of our own way you open up yourself where you can grow and learn so much fucking more and it's like i said it's been right Everything and
0: it, and it's a good. It's a good thing to build those relationships. I mean, I've got a. I've got a small little group here, um, that you know we can all kind of refer to. You know, I mean, thankfully, thankfully, a couple of, um, a couple of the detailers here are are mobile and they're not um, quite as established or, or busy as I am so when I get calls and and I'm just I don't have the availability to it I can at least put that customer in a right direction that that I can help out my friends to to gain work and help them get you know more more customers and things like that Um, and and vice versa you know if they can't um, you know um, a couple of the guys you know if they're if they're busy and they need help you know with a with a vehicle or whatever they'll usually call me and you know hey you know you got anything going on like i need some help i'll pay you come over and help me out and if i don't have something going on i go over and i help them out um because i'd rather make money than sitting at home doing nothing um, i think that's a perfect like
1: what what rain has is is perfect yeah it's absolutely perfect because I find myself in a similar situation as rain rain has a pension, you know, a well-deserved pension at that. Right. He doesn't need to have his own business. He has enough knowledge and respect in the industry where, you know, he has somebody like Brian or Eric, Hey, what are you doing today? Or, you know, I, I need some help and he, and he can just go in and bust it out, right. you know, with ease. It's kind of like what I have going on here in Florida. You know, I, I have my disability pay. I don't need to have my own own business or own shop, even though I've recently, you know, just got one. But, you know, I was like an independent contractor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. And you just go and,
1: and you, you share your knowledge. You get the job done. You have a good fucking time and you make some money. Right. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, you know what I'm
1: saying? And I think
0: that's fucking
1: perfect.
0: Right. And I think that's oh, awesome. one of the... I think that's one of the great things that Chris said last week over in the UK that's different than here. You know, they don't have employees. They just team up with each other yeah. and, and help each other out. Hey, what are you doing today? You know, or well, if you're done with this car, can you come over here and help me knock this car out? Or, you know, yep. hey, I'm done with my car. Do you need stuff? And I think that is just a great way to think about it. Because again, like I told Chris, you know, the, the big thing over here is, you know, not that nobody wants to have employees, but the biggest fear is that you're going to train them to be just as good as you. And then they're just going to be like, peace out, man, I'm going to go start my own thing. Cause now you gave me all this, you paid me, you know, to train with you, so to speak, by being yeah. an employee, you know, and then you're constantly having to like kind of retrain, you know, work. I mean, and, and some people get, you know, uh, they could be the the exception of the rules. They get people that just stick around forever, right. um, you know. And, and there's like there's a guy who's in the same complex as me that has a uh, a um, pressure washing slash like sealer paver sealer business or whatever. And he told me one of the greatest things. He said you have to find somebody who. Um, let me see if I can remember how he how he said it. It was basically like you need to find somebody who wants to work, but isn't motivated. If you kind of get what I'm saying, like, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's a,
1: it's a paycheck collector.
0: Right, right, yeah. but, but but is motive, but motivated enough or wants to work enough to actually care about it and right. take it seriously, but they're not motivated to take it to the next step right. and, and do it themselves. Uh, because there's a lot of paycheck people out there you know, oh yeah. Oh, whatever, man. It's a job. It's a paycheck. But you're getting like piss poor work out of them. So you got to yeah, get yeah. that person that's that that has a little bit of energy to be to be good and take pride in it, but they're not motivated to take that next step. Um, and that's and that's a hard thing to find.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, like you said if you if you're in this shit just for just to to catch a paycheck every week their motivation to do quality work that your name is on if, you know, they're working in your shop, right. they're not going to be the same. And that's, that was one of the cool things about working with Eric and Brian. There was never any friction. When I first went to Eric, like he texted me when I said, like, Hey, you want to, you want to fuck with some paint tomorrow? I was like, "Hell yeah. And I went to the shop, busted out a job and we worked in it. It worked like that. And then there was, uh, there was one big ass job we did. It was an RV. 35 foot RV that correction and coding job, and I worked for the first day we worked on it. You know he, he he pays by a percentage of the job, right? And I told him the second day I was like, "Don't pay me for today. Let me use your shop space. I have a buddy of mine that he's getting a brand new minivan that he wants coated. It's it's too big for my garage." Let me use your shop space. So we tried trade. It was like a labor trade. I, yeah. I did work for him that day. And then I went and made, you know, I didn't have to pay rent at a, the hobby shop on base. I was able right. to use the shop and get the get the van knocked out and make the money off that. And it, it's been, man, it's been great. It's been awesome. Like I said, it's right. just, it was a, a lot of it for me was was the timing, right place, right time with the right people. And it's, there's and enough, yeah, there's enough fucking out there yeah. for everybody to eat
1: and here's the thing like there's a lot of people in our industry who will probably look at me and rain as as independent guys who don't we don't own a business you know what i'm saying but we're really good at what the fuck we do but since we don't own a business sometimes it gets overlooked like oh yeah it's like dude just because we don't own a business doesn't mean we don't know our shit. yeah no i got my llc last year
2: so i could just to be you know legit and do the stuff that I do at my, at, you know, I, I still do cars on my own at the at the house. Right. And and then like when I travel, I I do more. I've done last year. I probably did more cars in other states than I did here in Ohio. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so That's awesome, doing- though. That's fucking phenomenal. I mean, you're building, you're building your your brand. Like Rain Alberson is the fucking brand.
2: Right as rain, right as fucking rain. Hell <laughs> yeah! But no, it's been it's been cool, and then now I'm gonna be moving here in the next couple of months, moving to back home to uh, the Virginia Beach area, and gonna be starting. Oh, over He's gonna again. be where Ted Ripley is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've, Dude, I've you and twice. Ted need to definitely fucking link up. <laughs> I meant to link up with him this past uh, last week when I was home, but I just ran out of time and had too much shit going on i was looking for a house and looking for a place for a business dude shop space in virginia beach fucking forget it it's like yeah four or five grand a month for a decent shop space so i'm
1: come down to tampa i just got uh, a, i got three thousand square feet for fucking two thousand dollars a month
2: oh that's fucking uh, congrats by the way i saw the pictures of the shop, man that's fucking legit. yeah but you don't, you don't you don't you
0: don't want to know what he's doing for that for that cheap rent because ain't ain't everywhere in tampa that cheap i can tell you that right now oh a bit got lucky Uh, man i got lucky
2: that's fucking awesome so when i'm because i i I had to quit working with brian because uh middle end of october i can't remember the date now uh my dad lives with us and he had a he had a stroke and so i i had to uh He's doing great, by the way. He's like he would never—he's seventy-five, and you look at him and talk to him now—you'd never know he had a stroke. Like his speech, is oh, awesome. great. He's doing recovery; is going well, but he's not one hundred percent yet. So, and I'm having to look at a place in Virginia Beach. I want to find a place that I can live in, take care of him, but still work from home. Have I want to have a like a detached garage on the property that I can have as right. my shop but I'm still close enough to him where I can check on him and have the flexibility schedule wise to, you know, to do the work I I want to do, not something where if I I move into a new place, I'm trying to establish new clientele. Oh, and by the way, you've got a new mortgage payment and a shop rent where you haven't built a clientele list yet. Cause I got, it's an area I grew up in. I know a ton of people, but anybody that's done this knows that only gets you so far as far oh, as yeah. uh, and all the friends and family that want the, the discount and the family rate
0: yeah doing it and, and that's gonna be a pretty scary thing to do I mean I know um, Mike Donarski um, I think it was uh, I think it, I think it was 2019 or whatever I mean he he Jason did you know him when he was in Tampa? um he he Ooh. left Tampa Mike he lived in Tampa yeah I didn't I didn't he,
1: I didn't know he lived in Tampa I knew yeah, him in he, 2019 I just didn't know he lived in
0: Tampa
3: yeah I always he left, knew
0: him living in Inverness oh, I was maybe okay maybe the, I, I know he was over there somewhere on your side of the, the coast. yeah he's like an hour north of me Okay, yeah, because he moved to to New York for his with his fiance, she was a a doctor. She got a job up there, you know. So I mean, he just straight up had to start. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yes,
1: Mike. He yeah uh when he moved he reached out to me and asked me if i wanted to like get his clients and everything and so i tried to set it up with him it just didn't work out but yeah i i yeah. Know what talking about now
0: yeah 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 he um i think inverness you're talking about tommy you were thinking mm-hmm. of tommy tommy moved to to uh, yeah from inverness but yeah mike mike did that um i mean hell josh did it not too long ago josh moved yep. from, from indiana yeah indiana down to florida and starting all over and and move down to a part of Florida that's probably flooded with detailers. <laughs> like, yeah, he's right next to fucking Auto Geek. Uh, yeah. He's
2: in Stark, right?
1: Yeah, ah, Stewart. Stewart.
0: Just Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Stewart. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's got to be kind of a, you know, a crazy thing to have to just, you know, you, you spend years building something up and then just.
1: But you know what, though? I mean.
0: Rain, you got the fucking talent and you got the knowledge, so
1: yeah. I don't see it ever. I don't see it being a problem.
2: No, I think it'll be like I said. It it's gonna be a slow transition, and that's why I want to start. It'll be doing it from home, but I'm gonna have like, I've been looking for fucking months now for the right kind of property.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, and I'm probably gonna just rent a place for the first year so I can build. Yeah, because yeah. all the houses that are there. The money they want for a house built in 1967 is fucking stupid. It's just dumb. <laughs> so waterfront, and, and get house. I was talking to a couple of custom home builders, so I can get some land and have the house built, spec how I want it, and have the separate garage. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fucking. And it's not gonna be just a garage. I'm gonna make it fucking legit. Like people walking and be like, "Wow, this shit is fucking. Right. This is the truth, right. You know, the the lighting and the. It's gonna be climate controlled, heated and cooled space. That's that's what I want to do. And then if that builds, you know, over the next year or two, into something where I need to expand to a, a bigger space, cool. But if not, like I said, I, that's the thing that I like a lot is that I'm doing this shit because I love doing it. I'm not doing it because I have to do it. And mm-hmm. I think that that translates Maybe. to people can tell when you're passionate about something versus just collecting a paycheck. And that's why I've been able to get the jobs that I have been able to get and been able to travel and basically go on vacations that pay for themselves. When I go down to Florida or Texas or Virginia or Georgia or wherever it's, it's been pretty fucking awesome. Right. So it's, 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 it's a little scary, but it's a little exciting too. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing my own thing and having, you know, when, like I said, I love Eric and Brian for all the opportunities and all the learning I got to do with them and shit. Like I said, I got to put my hands on tons of cars I otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Right. But when, when they like they have a, the professional photo shoots and you see somebody else's shop name on the watermark on the photo yeah. on a car that you did, yeah, I'm not I'm not jealous or envious, but I do feel a certain type of way. Like, hey. Yeah, yeah. I did the work on that motherfucking um, car, but okay? okay. His name's on the building, he pays the rent, he pays overhead, he, he got the clientele. Right. I want my name on the motor market. That's that's right. that's the next step. For me. And
0: and Jason and I have had this conversation before because I've done that. You know, and Jason's like, Jason's like, man, but you get no credit, you get no credit. And I and I've told him before, you know, like to me, like, hey, I was I was a hired, I was the hired gunslinger. You yep. know, I I was paid to go in and do a job. I wasn't paid to have my name. Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Like, I I get
1: it. I get it, and I get what Rain's saying too, because I struggle with that myself. Being the, the but type of you still of, want some credit.
3: Yeah,
1: you you know, just be like, you know, take all the credit all you want. This is for your business, but you know, hey, a little thank you would be nice. Oh, goes yeah, a long not, fucking way. Yeah, I'm not complaining at all. They they gave me props all the time, and they've Like I said, they sure do.
2: Nothing. And look,
1: I've only—I've never met Eric. I met Brian, uh, last year, I think, in Miami. Uh, he went down to John John Carlos' okay, John Carlos shop, and I'm telling you right now, that dude is a fucking go-getter.
3: Oh, dude, yeah.
1: Seriously. Oh yeah. We were all training on fucking a car, and this dude just. Took the opportunity himself and just started fucking coating an interior. I was like, that motherfucker is going to do yeah. good things. Because, like I said, he's a fucking go-getter. You could tell that's that what just, I like about him. And he does phenomenal work, too. Right, like, I, I talked to right, Brian right. before, and I was like, hey, you know, I like your work. And he, when he got his new shop, which I fucking fumbled on, I got to send it out to him. I said, I'm going to send you a banner because, you know, you got a new shop, you know.
2: He killed it. Took hey. over. And a lot of people were doubting him because they were like, you know, you're – he uh he took over the lease on the building it's the same place where where eric's name was on the building right and now his name is on the building
3: yeah
2: and people a lot of people were expecting and hoping for him to fall on his face everybody knows he does good work but they doubted him being able to run a successful business and like he's just been killing it
0: yes yeah. he has you you can tell by his facebook post that he's he's like Jason said, he's a go-getter. I mean he's he's a he's a hundred percent just oh, dude, going at
2: that, it. When he first started Be Shiny at that shop, I think he worked forty-six or forty-seven days in a row without a day off when he first started. He was and out you know, I would go up there and work and I worked a lot of hours too, but I'd go up there at like, you know, eight or nine, usually leave around five or six. Some nights right. we stayed late, but he was up there. 14 15 hours a day every day for 40 something days, man. He's, oh. he's, he's uh, a- listening
1: guys. Uh sure. I, I hate to cut this off short or short. I mean, it's I been two go. hours.
3: Well, well yeah, yeah, I know.
1: But I gotta go give my wife her medicine because she just that's had heart high. surgery. So no, that's oh,
0: good. that's that's good. I think it's a good place to end because I was getting kind of tired mm. but I didn't want to stop the train. Um, no, so okay stuff. so so real quick before you go i mean jason obviously nobody wants to know how to get in touch with you but yeah
3: um, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> rain rain how does everybody get in touch with you facebook instagram tiktok snapchat only fans uh
2: okay. I started the only fans but it's reverse. i send a picture of my
0: balls to everybody until they pay me to stop nice <laughs> It's kind of the opposite of OnlyFans. Hang, hang on. Let me check Let me check my text messages real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so that
3: uh,
2: that's my backup plan for the money I lost on the Alabama game. Nick Saban, you rat bastard. <laughs> you did that's too good. good. Neither here nor there. No, I'm on Facebook, Rain Albertson. I'm on uh, Instagram, RainManZ06. And that's pretty much it for social media. I don't mess with Snapchat or none of that other shit.
3: Yeah.
1: But, uh, 12, yeah. All that to,
2: to some trainings this year. Be on the, the Be on the
0: lookout. Be on the lookout.
2: For sure, bro. Yeah. This was cool, man. I
0: enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on, bro. Hey, thanks, Absolutely. thanks for being on it. I, you know, I gave I told Jason you pick whoever and he said, Hey, you know, out of the people who you thinking of, and I was like, Man, I'm thinking of Rain. He goes, Good, because that's who I picked. So <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: No, so, it was good, man. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, no, no, and, and this was uh, this was good because I do want to have you on the regular Detail Solutions podcast. So I, I don't think we covered anything really here that I would ask you in that, so it, it doesn't conflict with me. Um, okay, cool. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, I think I, I think I've got a plan for you to try and get you in season. I, I want to get you in season three. I don't have a lot of people planned right now for season three, so um, so I'll, I'll get with you and figure out. Um. Whenever I, whenever season three starts happening, um, uh, you know when I can get when, when we can figure out getting you on, and we'll we'll do that because I definitely do want to talk to you more about like that that deal. Um,
3: okay. Hell yeah.
0: So yeah. So all right, gentlemen. You guys have a great night. I appreciate doing this. Everybody who listened, uh, don't forget the code was at i think about the hour and six mark so if you've got to go back and re-listen to it again you fast forward a little bit to the hour and six mark jesus and jason's gonna send you i don't know probably a pre-worn t-shirt that doesn't fit him anymore or something no
1: you know what i'm actually working on something something pretty cool if i can fucking figure it out
0: uh if i figure it out i'll send him that oh nice good deal
2: cool all right Alright, gentlemen.
0: Uh, one last thing: Rain is excluded from the secret code because he knows it, so he can he can, te- <laughs> he can technically me. text it to you right <laughs> about now. About Rain's me. Rain's <laughs> disqualified. Yeah, Rain's disqualified. I, I had to throw that in there last minute. Yeah. This
2: shit is rigged.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Bye,
2: bro. Right, later, guys.
0: Have a great I'll night. Talk meeting. to you later. Bye.
2: Bye.